As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. want to be back on the island though i'm not gonna hold you damn are we able to curse on youtube yet oh well i just did we're back from a week off y'all so uh, if you at your desk you miss us wow. we here baby and we start with the afro beats because baby your girl just got back from ghana y'all know this be on my playlist all the time anyway yeah and really been put y'all on the omelet okay this how we started baby Show desk, let's rock, baby. Cause we back in the studio. Ah. Let's go. Uh, uh. I'm only gonna let this rock just a little bit. Cause we back. They dancing at the desk right now. I don't care. I don't care. I'm a man. This makes me want to be back we on the ocean, bite, honey. Bite, we back, but baby, hopefully you guys missed us as well. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes. We took our first week off in two and a half <sighs> years. And y'all, it felt really good, but we are back. Welcome. We are. To See the Thing is podcast. I'm your girl, or not, Mandy B. And I'm Bridget Kelly. And we are here to give you all of the grown, honest, slightly toxic takes of the week. And honestly, it's a couple weeks because we have a lot to cover with no, y'all we today. No, we, we do. We do. So just so y'all know, the list of things that we now do not care about because it has been overly discussed <laughs> will go onto our list of things that we do not care about. Yeah. But also, this week comes from this week comes off of mm-hmm. us finishing our first tour. Cheers to us. Y'all, cheers oh my gosh, us, cheers bitch. to you us. did that. Hold on. Oh, oh, oh. come on now. Right, first off, y'all don't even know. We've been taking shots of tequila already. It just hit one o'clock, Ooh. y'all. God damn it. Sheesh. And now we're drinking. This That's is, okay. This is not tea or coffee in this cup. So okay. please. It's, it's happy hour in Ghana. It, bitches show Liz because they four hours ahead. Okay. Show Liz. Um, but no, we just got off of our five city first tour yeah. ever done within yeah. the, the, the month. We ended on the 31st. Um, here in New York City. Yes. Which, by the way, none of y'all niggas knew New York songs, and I'm coming for y'all. Y'all were embarrassing. Um, y'all embarrassing. What's crazy y'all is... Y'all embarrassing. And you know what? The, what lyric I realized, game, the lyric game was one of the best parts of the, a lot. Of the tour. Of the tour. Yeah. And in every other city, they could barely finish, let us allow to 
to let the records play because they knew every word. They knew the chorus. They knew the bridges. They kept going. In New York, embarrassing. Y'all did wow. Not, y'all did not know. Lean back, is, bro. This, they didn't know lean back. This is also for low-key because I already know. I, part of me was like, you know what? I should find out if he's going to be in the audience for the show because I'll bring low-key up. He was at uh, I know. Wally Mania. I know. Yeah. They, were, they were all out of town. Yes. But we definitely, and Rosie was at Dreamville. So, yep. Um, nobody knew Jay-Z, you don't know. <laughs> and it just really upset my soul and my spirit. And the people that did know, obviously my fiance knew, but he was, you know, he was running the merch booth. So there was no way he was going to pop up on stage in his coogee and rap it. But I was really disappointed in New York. Y'all did not hold me down. I was nah. really sad. They ain't know the music, but it's because, like I said, the South been running hip hop. But we're not going to get into that. Um, it was, I'm not gonna lie, because the way they showed up in Atlanta for the song. No, 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 no. Even Philly. Atlanta wasn't great either. No, I think Philly. They did not know Trap Star. Philly and Philly, D- Philly, Philly and DC, DC were the only two si- Well, no, and no, LA. LA Philly, was DC good. and LA because y'all knew they got up and they did Usher and they did Gangsta's Paradise. Yeah, but they, they didn't know the Usher or Gangsta's Paradise. They knew uh, Alicia Keys. No, they did. The white guy, they, the white guy knew Gangsta's Paradise. He had to come up and save somebody. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But he like, knew it though. The fact that the people that came up originally did not know these songs, mm. we called you motherfuckers out because y'all get on me about not, not knowing, knowing the lyrics. lyrics. And y'all didn't know shit. Y'all didn't know anything on tour. I'm not gonna lie, tour was so much fun. It was our first time being able to see see in real life our audience. I mean, on Patreon. Yeah. If you're not a Patreon yet. Um, you're missing out. You're missing out. Our friends with benefits. The whole here. community of Patreon members. Thank you and, so well, much to no, our patrons that came out to support. Y'all, especially so all the to shows. New York. Especially to yeah. New York. And you know, Kenny flew out to two. Kenny's a shout out shout to Kenny. Out to He's Kenny. a patron. He flew out to two different shows. Shout out, shout out to Barry. Shout out to Leisha. Shout, yeah. shout out to AJ. Leisha flew in from Barcelona. No, bro, from from Spawn. Spawn. Spawn, baby. From you mean Spawn. Espana? I ain't gonna hold you When I get into Spawn, is not a thing. It's Espana. <laughs> All I know is when I get into my experience of Ghana, y'all gonna hear these accents and y'all gonna eat it up. No. And they gonna be wrong and y'all can't do nothing about we gonna, it. We gonna they spit go, it out. They gonna spit it out. Oh, God. Um, but no, touring, touring was interesting. I don't know if. Uh, do you wanna get into touring here on the pod or do you wanna save that for Patreon? We could get into it a little bit. Like, what were your thoughts overall? Because it took up the month. Even though it was five shows, y'all don't know, it took up the month. <laughs> Bitch, that was hard as shit. I told you. I told you. When you you did. When and I sat here and would say I fucking hate touring, you'd be like, oh. My I was God, like, it. no, man, it's gonna be so great. You know me. I'm the kumbaya ass bitch. So I'm over here like, oh my God, this is gonna be so great. We're gonna have so much fun. It's gonna yeah, be, no. oh my God, all this cute behind the scenes content. <laughs> Bitch, the way Mandy and I were out here dragging luggage through the streets to get to our hotels and Airbnbs and throwing shit in the back of trucks and no, it was was really fucking hard. It was amazing, but it was hard as fuck. Yeah. It was hard as fuck. Yeah, I think think when when we think of touring, we know that for artists... That's where the bulk of their income comes in, right? Absolutely. So they have to do it. Yeah. Um, we know that Which we, is why we I we understand. I mean, I, I already did, but why it's it makes so much sense as to why some of these shows cost what they do. Because the amount of money that goes into production, production the amount of money that goes into the behind the scenes to get the stage together, to have the right, you know, crew traveling with you to capture pictures and videos and content and mm. all of that on top of Mandy and I's costs with yeah. hair and makeup yeah. and outfits and, yeah. and coordinating that it's, it's it was a lot. It's really um it's really interesting though because for podcasts to now be touring 
the idea of making it interactive, you guys listen to us at your desks or when you're getting ready or when you're driving somewhere. Mm -hmm. And the idea that you guys, I get, it's weird because I have this, I have this conflict between a podcast show still having to be entertaining because we are entertainers. Yeah. But also we're just talking like say a stand-up comedian. Right. So stand-up comedians actually right after our show in New York, Sherry Shepard went up. Yeah. And she literally went up there by herself. No set. I saw her yeah. on the monitors. Yeah. And I was like, stand-up comedians just show up and they have their one-liners and the, or they have their jokes or they have their monologues, right. but things that they've worked on and that they've crafted. I think it's a little bit more to give our audience something who listens to us week in and week out. We have to make it interactive. We're a part of their lives weekly, right? So it's not just a stand-up uh, show where I want to come and laugh, but also I feel like we do more lean towards the artist. If I'm listening to you and I relate to you and I now want to feel something when I see you, it's not just going to be a bunch of laughs. It's, it has to become a whole production. Right. Um, and I think from toying with horrible decisions and mm-hmm. now doing, see, the thing is, yeah, I'm like, bitch, this is it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot. Um, but I think I really, um, enjoyed meeting the people. Me too. Um, the meet and greets were extensive. I have though. not They were done, very, they were, no, they were very it, it becomes a lot. And yeah. mind you, we limited it for, to, 50. Went, to 50 people. Each city, yeah. Each city. I used to do a hundred. Oh my God. And sometimes if we did back to backs, it was a hundred at each show. Oh my God! And, yes, you know, and I, I, I will, that was one thing I decided after this: we will never do back to backs. I'm not gonna lie, meeting. I will never no, do no, back-to-back. I'm talking about a back to back, like one show starting at four, meet and greet, and then another show starting at eight, type of thing. I did that in DC with a hundred meet and greets each show, and so no, ma'am, not ain't no way. Well, and that's also become. I realized I thought you meant back to back like the days. No, I'm like, we did I don't want to do back to back. No, I'm talking about back to back, like back to back shows, like two in a day. Oh my God! <sighs> but I think that with COVID, like I haven't done meet and greets since pre-COVID. Right. And so to meet that many people and to feel their emotions and how we connect to them and how they listen to us, I'm not going to lie, it was really reassuring that the conversations that we hold here, the space that we hold for our listeners, Mm -hmm. like we're doing something and it's meaningful to so many people. And I I say this all the time, like when I sit on this mic and I say my opinions that y'all fucking disagree with every goddamn chance you can, I'm like, Meeting the people that are even pushing me to continue just being myself because they're able to see themselves in me and my opinions and they relate and they're like, oh my God, how can you say that on a mic? But I wanted to say that, like, I think meeting the people, like, always means the most for me. Even with my other pod, I say it all the time. The reason that pod still exists right. is because when I see oh yeah, and the, the whorehive, purpose and the, the whorehive members were in full attendance like, at our shows, like so. and they mean so much to me that I'm yeah. like, whatever purpose I have, knowing that I'm a, I'm a woman now in my 30s, who my purpose in my life is not to procreate and and reproduce beings to live on this earth. It's it's really been harder in my 30s to figure out what my purpose is. And I think that these last couple shows and reading the messages and the DMs and seeing how many people subscribe to us on Patreon, it lets me know that what I'm doing serves a purpose for the greater good of humanity. Yeah. And it doesn't just have to be about my lineage or what I push out of my goddamn puss. Right. You know what I mean? It's that... I meet people, people were crying. Yeah. Like, and so to know that we even garnered that much emotion from people. Yeah. When I tell y'all, why the fuck y'all keep hearing me on a mic? 
it's because when I do these live shows and I meet these people, I'm like, y'all give me the 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 push to to keep doing what I do and to be able to to live this fruitful life that I'm doing in being able to monetize being myself yeah. on various platforms now. And it was great. I was very surprised at um the amount of dates that came <laughs> the amount mean? of like well just i mean i really when we talk about how 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 evenly split our audiences between men and women yes um i was really impressed and i do want to say i do want to extend an incredible thank you to everybody that brought someone new at every mm, single yeah. show there was a handful of people that had never even heard our podcast before and y'all have been spreading the word to people in your own circles about our I show and brought live and brought people live. Antoinette coming and singing live. Asante making everybody laugh and doing all his icebreaker jokes in the very beginning. All of those elements for us, it's a really friendly show. And I realized how much people people appreciate being feeling like they're friends with us, right? Yeah. And in a warm way. Like I loved, I mean, the New York show was an incredible show because yeah. so many of our patrons came. Trev came, brought his wife. You know, Leash And we came. got to meet her and she be jealous of us. Girl, don't be, be jealous. She be poking over the camera with the headset. You know, Melissa and Connie and Leisha and yeah. just really feeling, you know, and Barry, Barry flew in from St. Louis. Like just yeah, really being able to connect to everybody. Um, and, you know, I mean, I've, I've done that with music shows and with music shows, that's generally the reaction. There's I was always say, somebody that cries. Um, it was different. I mean, it wasn't it, that part of it wasn't different. I think the part that was different for me was um, just how how interactive people would be because with music, it's a little bit more enchanting, right? Like when you're up on stage, and and I even with these shows, I sang I sang live at every one of these shows. It's a little bit more enchanting, right? So people are much more enamored by you versus actually putting on a live performance of a of a conversation. Yes where people are engaged with you, right? Like Philly was overwhelming to me because everybody was so they passionately was engaged, even if it wasn't with us. Um, <laughs> everybody was passionately engaged about everything we were talking about. And it just felt so, it felt like so much power in the room it is. around conversation, right? And so, you know, we've, over the, the course of the last couple of years, I have started listening to more pods that aren't our pod you know, I'm executive producing a podcast now, which I'm Go ahead, girl. Which Tell is, me what it is. It's hard as shit. Um, <laughs> make sure y'all make sure y'all tune into For Better or Best Podcast. It's hosted by uh, my very good friends, Charles Beloved and Shereen Kirkendall. Um, and they talk about family stuff. And so I I'm helping them kind of channel their main character energy in this space. And for me, it's it's been such an incredible journey to be on this, be on this platform with you and have us be able to create a space, not only for ourselves, but for so many people. So many people, so bro. So many people. And and I don't and I I mean, I was in my mind, I was like, damn, we could have done, we could have done a bigger room in New York. Like we could have Oh, we should have done, 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 done another home. show in New York. Like we could have, we we you know, now that we know what our power is, it was such a learning experience, but it was so beautifully, beautifully done for me that it's not something that I that I Take for granted by any means. Like I really am, am, am happy that we did it, and I'm happy that we'll be able to do it again in yeah. a different, in a uh, under a different circumstance where we might we might space them out. They might be spot dates instead of oh, doing yeah, a whole month. Lot. I would that like to a do lot. a spot date that here was and a there. Lot. It was it, it it was great. I wanted to shout out to our our whole team. Yeah, Addie Asante, uh, Antoinette. Blue Antoinette. Yes. Um, 
who else? Who else? Did, Girl, oh, Medina. May, May Medina. Yeah. Also, all of our freshly squeezed Armani guests. Armani Blanco. We had Armani Tone Blanco, Stith. Tone Sith, yes. Nia Amber, Connie Diamond, yes. Rose James. James, Devon Terrell joined us in our lyric yes. game. Um, it was just a really good close knit friends with benefits tour, yes. baby, and, and it comes to an end. Around the way curls. Yes, and you know, Shanti joined us around so the way glad curls. Shanti came out yes. of Philly. That was so great. It was it, it was it was really, 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 really uh, amazing to just share rooms in those spaces and stages with so many people. Yeah. And then baby, mm. y'all was like, ooh, something's going on. Bitch, we took a break after all that. We yes, a we fucking did. A fucking vacation. So I Where'd you go? Talk yes, to us. Because so you I left our day after the I, day. I said, y'all ain't getting no after party I in New laid York. down. I Baby. laid down for three days. So where did you go? Baby, I didn't. <laughs> I actually uh, died the first day. I <laughs> went to Dreamville Fest. As you guys know, I am a huge, huge, huge stand for oh, J. Cole. J. Cole. And so flew down to Dreamville, spent it with Rosie from the Say Less uh, Pond. Shout out to Rosie. Saw everybody down there that you could think of. Shout out to Rob Markman. Shout out to Gia Pepper. Shout out to Wayno. They did their Amazon thing. So ran into them. First day was great. Y'all, I was so hyped because the only person I want to see, hold on, let me go ahead and get into the music, baby. Please. So the first day was great. I walk in. The first person I hear is someone that we've got to sit down and talk to. Sir was on stage with the, the first time uh, on day one when I walked in. Oh, wow. And y'all know I love Recipe. So, baby, I'm jamming to Sir, and I'm going to tell you about the awkward high-ass oh, moment I had with dear. Sir later on. What did you do? Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you. I'm so embarrassed, y'all. Okay. So I walk into Sir and I run into, shout out to Najee from Cigar Talk. I run into B-Dot. B-Dot yes. saved me with a band. Got my ass backstage. Ah, did that. Shout out to B-Dot. Shout out to Elliot Wilson. So I, I get backstage and I'm watching. And literally, we're talking about who we want to see on this first day lineup. So first day lineup, Usher, of course, is the headliner. Of course. So everyone wants to see Usher. And so... Then I'm like, Usher, cool. I want to see him too. But what I really, and who I really want to see. Oh, boy. Baby, hold on. Hold on. I got to get you. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. By the way, the fact that they have, there we go. I said, if I do not see Shonda Fine, somebody give it to me. There we go. Shonda, hey. So they give out flags. So I was super hyped, of course, to see Sean Paul because I'm like, bitch, I was not old enough to go see Sean Paul when he was sitting here telling us that he's still in love, baby, baby. Come sing for me, baby. Girl, you make me holler and you make me sweat. I was in I elementary when no this shit was out. I don't think y'all understand. I was in high school. What? You feel high me? High school cafeteria you party? You feel me? So I was telling everybody, y'all, I want to see Sean DePaul. Okay? I want to see Sean Paul. I loved it. So that was day one. Yes. Um, day one also. I decided to take edibles. Oh on top my of, god. Mind you, they had a patron bar, that? they had a Bacardi bar, why and I would was you getting Tito's any chance I can. Why is why I'm why not gonna you, tell why you, you perpetually DJ put a hat on a hat? You but can't I'm, just But I'm also <laughs> not gonna tell you how I also found a shroom square in my purse 
And then I took the edible from someone who shall not be named because we work together. So you took drugs uh, from a stranger. No, well, she, and she's not a stranger. <laughs> but I was like, girl. Um, and I got so high, I wore sunglasses at night. And <laughs> the crazy thing is, though, when Usher went on stage, y'all, I have to share this because for everyone that's been talking about the prices of his residency. Oh, no, and I'm going. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'm no, going. I'm, I'm going already. Like. So it's going. A friend of mine is his dancer. No. So you let me know when no, you're going, you. and I'll and I have we'll a go. friend that's her. Yes. that's a dancer too. Yes, but I already saw the discounted prices. I'm going to do the package. I yeah. want my suite. I I'm will, doing. I'll do this. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you the I'll package. Do it with you. We'll go because I would love it. Let and me you tell and I, you. We got to do Vegas no, 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 together no, no, anyway. No. Yes. Let me tell you. How did he the do it for feelings? I know y'all talking about this April Fool's joke. We knew Beyonce wasn't coming out. So for anybody that was upset and mad that he thought he was bringing out Miss Beyonce. Y'all are not that dumb. Are y'all that dumb? Y'all got to be that dumb. Because, baby, the security wasn't that tight for Beyonce to be up in there. Okay? I'm going to let y'all know that now. Because uh, I was all backstage in, in, in the compound. But um, the way I felt while he was performing, he did sing Glue. And, and shout, out to, shout out to Avery Wilson's beautiful vocals because he sings background for uh, Usher and he is phenomenal. We sat on this pod and was like, I don't know how this shit goes sound live. It made me feel, and literally, I, I didn't cry and I don't know if it was the drugs, y'all, so bear had with be, me. Had to be the drugs. I had never felt this way from a performer, the way that Usher was like, I don't give a fuck if them tickets $1,000. I am going, I want yeah. to feel this way again. Sorry. Yes. And again, it could have been the drugs. But Usher hit the hit the note that made me like, oh, I'm in another universe. Um, so that was day one. It was amazing. Day two, uh, shout out to my man, Meezy. Uh, know him forever. He made sure uh, to set me up right. Oh. Uh, because 21 Savage was one of the special guests brought out uh, for the Drake set. Yes. And... Wayne also was brought out. I don't know if y'all know my love for Wayne. I've talked about I like all his mixtape shit. So him coming out, it was just, it was really phenomenal. I also got to uh, partake in my true Atlanta, Atlanta Nation. Oh shit, sorry y'all, it's playing. Um, but I also on day two got to hit the stage with not only the Waka Flocka, who I love, yes. but y'all don't know how much I love, and I've been trying to get them on the pod. Travis, Travis Porter, Porter came out, yes. and Travis Porter, y'all, like if you I do not know this song, James, you know this song. Shout it back up, bring it back, 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 bring it back. Y'all, when I tell you that Wow. Lost your shit. I would have lost my shit. My knees and my back would have so gave out. I'm I not even gonna lie. I can't even. I don't even want to show you the videos <laughs> of me on stage for this because I looked at myself like, bitch, what are you doing? Who are you? So I didn't post those. <laughs> I was like, shit. Um, but it was great. Uh, Cos performed. That was the first uh, set that Shout I got to, to see. Kaz. Ari Lennox. Oh, first of all, I saw my... the pictures. Ari. No, I don't know what she. Ari, baby. Ari. 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 You. You. Did that. It's you. It's God and it's you. That's it. That's just the everything. When I tell the you. The vocals, the no, body, all the of it. The body was yachting. All of it. The body um, was yachting. Shout out to LVRN and Justice and everybody got to see Summer Walker. Everyone did great. Mm. Burna Boy, you fine. Bring your ass on this pod with your fine ass. Please. My God, fine. And then, of course, Cole came out. Drake came out. Wayne came out. 21 came out. It was phenomenal. Day two. 
Then I got to go to Dave and Buster's and party. Uh, Drake did an after party at fucking oh, Dave and Buster's. We love that. And I ain't gonna hold you. Y'all know I be scared, right? Someone from his team definitely knows who I am and says I be talking all the shit in the world. And I was like, Who was it? I, I would tell you off. <laughs> Oh, we gonna talk about it. I would tell you. Don't make me send a text. Oh, girl, it's okay. I got his number. But he's like, he was like, like, bitch, I approach. Don't bully my coworkers. Oh no, he did. He's like, bitch, I know who you are, and you be talking your shit. And I was like, ah. So we go there. If y'all have ever been, maybe y'all have not listening. A Drake party is nothing but a bunch of women. So the point where anyone who came at so Cole comes at after Cole enters, no other women are allowed. Drake just wants a lot of women around. So we're all at Dave & Buster's, mind you. Dave & Buster's, open bar. Let me know when you want to go because this nigga handed out 600 token cards. No. The games are only three. Y'all, I have 600. I actually now have like 514 because before Summer Walker decided to come over and bust everyone's ass at the basketball game, I was over there shooting. And then she came and just started busting everyone's ass. But it was great. Got Got to meet her personally. She was a sweetheart. And then, girl, you want to know the embarrassing part? What was the embarrassing part? What did you do? So, y'all, I was drunk by this point. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. We were at Dave & Buster's till 4 a.m. in Raleigh after a whole day of festivaling, drinking. <sighs> Everyone's in there. So when I tell you everyone, Waka's at the bar. Lil Uzi's walking around. All of Dreamville's in there. So Boz, Kaz, Travis Porter, Waka, everybody's in there. And, um, yeah, so I'm talking to Omen. Again, love everybody on Dreamville. So I'm just chatting with him. He got a flight. So chatting with him. And Cole walks up. And y'all, they walk up and dap. Oh, my God. They walk up and dap. And he looks at me. He's like, how you been? This is how much I be around Dreamville. He hugs me, y'all. I get a hug, and I'm like, let me tell you. He hugged you? He hugged me and asked me how I've been doing. And I need to tell you how embarrassing and how drunk and why the fuck I did this, I don't know. Y'all, I turned into an auntie on Cole. I literally said, baby, I'm so proud of you. I've been, bro, to Cole. This is Jay fucking Cole. Clearly sees me around. So he's like, he embraces me. I hug the man that I'm a sin. And I gave him the auntie at the family reunion. I said, baby, I've been watching you for a long time. I'm just so proud of you, baby. I turn into an old down south woman that is just proud of a young man out here achieving his goals and his dreams. And I bitch, when he walked away, I was like, why did I just say that? I didn't know what else to say. Were you high? No, I wasn't even high. I I told myself I wasn't doing drugs that day. And you still embarrassed yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So you weren't even on drugs. Yo, I don't know. You weren't even on drugs. You just something in your your brain was like, oh, Essence Fest. Baby, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) So I don't know if y'all know how you will react to the person that you were the most biggest fan of. But A, to be acknowledged while he's talking to his artist as, how you been? And then to be embraced, baby, I turned into an ancestor. I ain't know what to do. I was like, hi, I'm so proud of you. You doing your thing. God damn it. I remember seeing you at Revolution Live, paying $20 to skip the line. I was in front. Your ticket was $20 back then. And now you have a 50,000 person sold out festival. Dreamville, if you've never been Still one of my favorite festivals today. I am going to try to make it to the Lovers and Friends Festival. And y'all, 
Just know I am y'all when I be around some of these people. Some of them I be like, you cool, you fun. That nigga I turned into a whole ancestor. And I don't know what the fuck got into me. Speaking of ancestors, I didn't. Left there and went to Ghana. Had an amazing, amazing, amazing trip in Ghana. Give us the abridged Ghana. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not even going to get into Ghana like that. I went and spent time with my friends. It was amazing. I was called a white woman dipped in caramel sauce. Caramel, uh, caramel, caramel juice. juice. Caramel juice. I'm sorry. Caramel juice. Oh my goodness. Um, because in Ghana, they're like everybody is beautifully melanated. Everyone is beautifully melanated, bitch. Yeah. And I am not. So they're like, you're you're what? You're black? No, you're not. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. You sure? Um, the only, like, thing, oh, I, albino. The only thing I have to say about Ghana is I don't know what the fuck is in the water or the food, but the fact that y'all party until the sun comes up every goddamn day. And keep going. I did six. I told you. I did six parties in one night, including a Ghanaian wedding, which. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Bitch, wait, wait. I, I started at the wedding. I started at the wedding. Were you invited to this wedding? So the person that we was out there with was, and he invited us, and we pulled up and had all the treatment. Oh, and it was, my it, God. it was wonderful. I'm not going to lie. Um, the food out there, and I'm not going to sit here and compare it to the other African countries that I've been to, but just know there's one African country I'm good not going to ever again, but this one, I want to go every month. I absolutely <laughs> loved Ghana. With I want to go. With this, with this group, though. With this, with with this, this group, group, of course. Yes, oh, yes. yeah, girl, because I ain't open a car door all week. It was great. The food was amazing. The music was great. The people mm. were so friendly. Um, and I just, I, I really enjoyed it. The weather was nice. Um, and I, and I want to go again. I think I've, I took full advantage of us being on this trip and this vacation yeah. that, that we were able to have. So, uh, shout out to Ghana, um, and everyone there. Just shout out to all yeah. of you. Yeah. It was well, great. I took and it talk like, about, hello, birthday girl. Thank you. Hello, I took birthday it, girl. I took it, I took it very, very light the first couple days. My back was really, I don't know, for those of y'all, I know, I know I had to, I'd canceled on a couple friends. I had a couple friends in town from out of town that I couldn't get to see. I didn't get to see Dorian. He was here. Hey. Um, my friend Chloe was here too. I couldn't get to see her. Bailey? I was, no. Oh, okay. Chloe, no. Okay. Just cleverly, you... cleverly Chloe. Oh, cleverly um, Chloe. Yeah. Shout yes. out to cleverly Chloe. She was, she was in town. I didn't get a chance to, to catch up with her. Um, but I'm going to start prioritizing making trips to see some of these people because I really I feel like I have over the course of the last couple of years, especially since we've you know been really cultivating this podcast. I really have let a lot of those friendships kind of just go mute. Um, there's a couple of friends in particular that I, that I really want to want to um, reach back out to and, and re not so much rekindle, but just reinforce the bond. Um, and those are definitely two people I definitely want to do that with. But all right, y'all, let's get personal real quick. Our skin, as you know, has a huge effect on our confidence. If you have acne or you're noticing signs of aging, dryness, because winter is cold and kicking everybody's butt, it can be frustrating to waste time and money on products that aren't formulated for you. So that's why I recommend Curology. Curology makes personalized prescription skincare products. Now, Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs from acne to the earliest signs of aging. Curology prescription skincare uses a combination of three clinically researched ingredients, making it more effective than non-prescription cleansers and moisturizers alone. It's really easy. All you have to do is just fill out a quiz about your skin, share a couple photos without the without the filters, and a provider will prescribe a personalized formula based on your skin's unique needs. In a clinical trial of 150 Curology patients, 9 out of 10 patients saw an improvement in their acne in just 3 weeks which I know sounds like a long time, but it's not. Time is flying by. You'll be fine. Curology products give you everything you need and nothing you don't without fragrances or parabens. Products are shipped directly to your door every two months. 
93% report effective with over 9,000 five-star reviews, which means he said and she said that it works wonders. So for a limited time, you can get your first Curology skincare box for just $5 when you go to Curology.com slash STTI. Go to Curology.com slash STTI for this free offer. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash STTI. Trial is 30 days, applies only to your first box, subject to consultation, new subscribers only. Okay, guys. Well, you know, Mandy and I show up camera ready every week for y'all. And not every week. We be trying, We though. be trying, though. <laughs> Either way, our skin has had a huge effect on our confidence. It and has. if you have acne or you're noticing signs of aging, fine lines, it can be frustrating to waste time and money on products that aren't formulated just for you. That's so right. that's why I recommend Curology. Now, Curology makes personalized prescription skincare products. And listen, y'all, Curology's personalized prescriptions are formulated to treat your individual skin needs. Mm -hmm. From acne to the earliest signs of aging, Curology Prescription Skin Care uses a combination of three clinically researched ingredients. Ooh. It's giving science. Mm -hmm. Making it more effective than non-prescription cleansers and moisturizers alone. And listen, y'all, the older you get, you cannot just put anything on no, your face. you get more sensitive, actually. Absolutely. But this whole process is really easy. You just fill out a quiz about your skin, you share some photos, and a provider will prescribe a personalized formula based on your skin's unique needs. And y'all, don't be adding them filters to them photos. Don't. And in a clinical <laughs> trial of 150 Curology patients, 9 out of 10 patients actually saw an improvement in their acne in three weeks. I like that. That's Curology great. products give you everything you need and nothing you don't mm -hmm. without fragrances or parabens. Yes. Products are shipped directly to your door every two months. 93% report effective with over 9,000 five-star reviews, y'all. We love five-star reviews. We do love I, I we always do love read a review. Star review. You know, and for a limited time, you can get your first Curology skincare box for just $5 Come when you on. go to Curology.com slash STTI. Go to Curology.com slash STTI for this free offer. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash STTI. Trial is 30 days and applies only to your first box. Subject to consultation, new subscribers only. Uh, I did, I did, just, I did go to Curacao with my mother and my sister. Um, my mother and I's birthdays are two days apart. Today is her actual birthday. So yeah, birthday, shout MK. out to MK. Um, and so we decided, you know what? We're going we're gonna to go to Curacao. We're going to go to a place we've never been before. My sister had been there before. My sister's been to every one of these islands. Um, but Curacao is always one that she said, yo... When we get there, you're gonna love. You're gonna love it, and you're gonna see why. Which is which is crazy because I've just been having this conversation with Crystal. Once you go to one island, it's like you've been to all the islands no. a lot of times. So Curacao's not no. like that, really. No, it was amazing. First of all, it was amazing. I need my fiance to forgive me for this because I just need <laughs> you to know, sweetheart. I'm not leaving you for anybody's any 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 Dutch man, but I just need. However, I need to share. This I need with to my share audience. this with my audience, y'all. I have never seen so many attractive white men oh, Jesus. in one place oh, this is where we're going. in my life. And they all love black women. Oh, that's Curacao, like Italy. That's like Italy. So Curacao is a, is a Dutch Caribbean island. It's, it's similar to Aruba, except there's very few American tourists. Which is crazy. Aruba very was few. full of Americans. There's almost no Americans okay. in Curacao. Okay. Almost every single person we saw it's in native. Curacao... Is Dutch. They're all okay. from Holland. They're all from Amsterdam, the Netherlands. But if you've ever, I mean, and, and genetically, Nordic men are bigger. They're taller. I mean, Ju oh, tall fucking and big. Okay. Julius is Julius from um, Beyonce's, Beyonce's 
He's oh, from the Netherlands. Oh. That is their... That's but he's their, also black. But you telling me all these white men was but fine. They're, but a lot... No, but they're not all white. I have never seen so many attractive white men in now one they, place. They, uh, they but European. they're black. They're Europe, but they but they're t- but they're tan because they're live they live in an island. So they're Dutch. They're from Holland. Their their lineage is Girl, from you Holland. Ain't, you ain't gonna trick me with a tan. They still white men. Yeah, but they yeah, but it, it's different. It was different. It's, it's giving, so did they look Spanish? They look Spanish. Oh, they look Latin. They look they get. Hey, I don't they know look, if this is problematic spicy or white. not, but we gonna it figure might it be. out. It might be. It might be. <laughs> it might be. It was giving. It was giving spicy white. It was. But they were, bitch, they were all six, okay. six, three, six, six, three, six, four, six, five. When I tell you we got to customs, this man was like, hold on, let me find out. Let me get this. Let me get, let me go ahead and just, I got to get this, the right, the right form for you. When I tell you he stood up, I thought he was on a platform, bitch. Wait a second, wait a second. So you was even checking out the niggas in customs? He came out the, when I tell you, my mother, I was laughing hysterical. I looked at my mother. She was like. You would have thought, you would have thought she saw, she's like, literally, she was just, it was like, it was like God. He was like six, D- And six, your mom didn't up. say anything? By the way, your mama be, the way when she saw, yeah. oh, like my ex. Yes. And he was, she was trying to figure out if he was with me or my mama. But yeah. regardless, she was like, wow. She was like, okay. Okay. Your That's mom, exactly your what mama, she was doing at your customs. Because your mama be looking. She was like, <laughs> well, she said, well, it's, it's, you know, I, it's. I guess, you know, we came here, we came here a little too late. Both of my daughters are off the market. And I was like, just shut up. Yo, and the your guy, mom is so funny. And so they, you know, and so the, so everybody is fucking beautiful. And it's the first place, the first Caribbean place I've been to that at, at the integration is is completely is completely um visible right okay. so like usually you go to you know you go to the jamaica you go to jamaica and the white jamaicans are white jamaicans they over then there you have the chinese they mind their business. you have the chinese, you have the chinese the jamaicans, jamaicans that are over here they mind their business you in trinidad you got the coolie trinis who are primarily they they look much more indian they are in their own kind of world you got the the beautiful chocolate trinis that are in yes. their own kind of world everything is still very segregated in curacao everything is blended mm. everything is blended and everybody speaks let me tell y'all something all the black people that we ran into that are native to Curacao all spoke four or five languages. I love that. That's everybody spoke Dutch. Everybody spoke that. Spanish. Everybody spoke uh, spoke pap- Papamiento, which is their native tongue in Aruba and Curacao. It's like a combination of Dutch and Spanish. Okay. Um, they all speak Dutch, Spanish, French. Uh, a and lot of English. people spoke English, Portuguese. I mean, you name it. Everybody was speaking all sorts of languages. Ugh. Um, and we took, we really, we wanted the whole reason we went to the, went to Curacao and went, went on this specific trip for my birthday was really to take my mom, my mother scuba diving. Um, cause she's been, you know, I, I, I told you guys that she's been having some severe nerve issues. She's been having some tingling sensations in her legs. She loses feeling in her feet a lot. Mm. So she's, she's, she's undergoing a lot of tests right now to figure out really what's going on. Um, but she's, you know, she turned 72 today, so she's getting up wow. there. And so, and she's still incredibly active. She still right, rides she thirty miles on her bicycle every single day. She Jesus. still swims, you know, Olympic swimming pool laps. Swims a mile and a half to two miles every day. She's very, she's very active. So for her, she's, you know, she's really terrified and grappling with the mortality of her body, right? And understanding that she's aging and she's going through some changes. So she's like, yo, we, I got to start doing all these things on my bucket list now while I can still experience them. So we're like, all right, cool. My sister and I have been scuba diving a million times. So we're like, yo, we'll go to Curacao. The the visit apparently my sister said the visibility in Curacao is totally different. It's beautiful. So I'm like, all right, great, let's do it. So we decide to take her scuba diving. She's absolutely we get in the water and she's fucking terrified. 
She's got when you're in a when you when you have all your scuba gear on, the main thing that's on you is a vest, right? right. It's a life vest. So you have the capability to inflate the vest when you want to go to the surface. Right. Or you deflate it because you got weights on you. You're very buoyant. When you got the big the, the oxygen tank, have you been scuba diving? Girl, I'll do scuba diving. Okay. Scuba diving or snorkeling? Snorkeling, snorkeling. Bitch, That's what it is. Okay. Where I'm at the top and I'm just looking down. You know, that's snorkeling. Okay, so that's I did a, that. And that's essentially what my mother did with the scuba tank. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not scuba, that tank is shit. So, mm-hmm. so I we do went, the snorkeling. There so, we go. So my sister and I were about 40 feet deep. We were about 40 feet below. Nah, bro. And so, that's too, that's am too, I, that's too deep. And so, but it was absolute. When I tell you, it was gorgeous. And we were we were down far enough to be able to see. There's a there's a, a dive site that's a shipwreck in the distance. The water is so clear, bitch. We could see it. It's like wow. It was so. It was far away from us, but we could see it like, like the mass. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't even know what the fuck the Titanic looks like. <laughs> but yes, it's it's. You're basically it's. You could see the mast underwater. You could, and it was like it looked like it was like Finding Nemo with the fucking reef and then the drop, right? And then it's like a wall of all of this incredible coral, wow. all these tropical fish, and we saw schools of fish. Like it was the most beautiful experience and i've always said scuba diving for me is is incredibly spiritual it's the it's the closest i ever feel to god is when i'm under the water like that because the only thing you have is you and your breath nothing in the in the ocean is the same like you could be no sitting, you could be sitting on the ocean floor bitch the, the water is moving right so and the at sand any is point moving, fish, a fucking shark can come and eat your no, ass and you done a stingray can sting you and you over there are a no jellyfish could come no and we're in a designated we're in a designated that's what they be saying but site. you can't control so the let ocean. me so let me the so let me crazy. let me explain the difference right so this was a shore this is what they call a shore dive which means that okay. you don't get on a boat and go out into the ocean and drop and drop okay right so that's so a lot of times what they'll do in these places yeah. is if there's reef if there's if there's coral that's like in the shallows so to speak and they still consider the shallows like 40 feet deep. If there's enough coral there, you can actually start from the shore. You have all your gear on. Okay. You walk in and you you like you're floating. You got your life vest on, you're floating, and you put your you put your fins on, and you just gradually kind of swim and you swim down, which is a lot more comfortable for people that have never been diving before. It's right. it's incredibly it's oh, it's it's jarring to be on a boat. I mean, my sister and I's first time doing it was in Turks and Caicos. It was jarring to be on a boat. Have all our shit on. They're like, all right, just jump in. And we're like, bitch, what? In the middle I can't of see the, the ocean. floor. Right. Yeah. Right. That's terrifying for a lot of people. So this was a shore dive. So we started on the shore and we were able to kind of like, all right, we walk in and then we, you know, we're floating and then we put our flippers on and then we start and we just start swimming. And then you gradually take the start taking the air out of your vest so you can start to mm. gradually descend. And it's it's such a beautiful experience because you know the the and our instructor is is was a dutch guy from you know he's from amsterdam but he speaks he speaks um swiss german and Ger- he spoke seven languages i'm just i'm always so i'm always so so fascinated by how many by by how multicultural the rest of the world is right and we of pride course. ourselves we pride ourselves as americans on being this incredibly free world and you know we're embracing of all these different nations and cultures but then you go to places like Curacao and you meet like all these transient people from you know there, there was a whole population of Guyanese people that were at, at the resort they're speaking French they're spe- the French guy like they're it's all these incredibly incredibly fluent and affluent people with all this all incredibly rich in culture and all these different and and the race conversation around even here when we talk about the minority and the majority, the every all the population on the island is pretty evenly split. Well, I think So everything in, is integrated. Well, in a lot of the other countries that, that I've been to, especially even like going to Ghana and seeing yeah. that everyone is black or be 
living which in I, Asia which for six I think six is months. very important for everybody black in America to go over to Africa and no, see that. No, of course. Where well, they're the but majority. Also, but in South Africa, you're not. Right. And so... I don't want anyone to think too all African countries are that no, way no, because no, no. also Nigeria I'm, I'm talking, was well Nigeria Ghana, was also Nigeria. completely different from Ghana as well. And so because they actually have Ibu, like the 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 tribe there is lighter of lighter skin. In, where? In in, in in Nigeria. Which where in Nigeria though? In Lagos. Oh. The I I believe it's the Ibu tribe. Or Ibo, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, but there is a tribe where There's like two hundred tribes yeah, in but, Nigeria. Right. But they're they're They've they see the a vast majority of skin colors within our black diaspora. Yeah, in there's, Ghana, there's a lot more of a, there's a lot more of a color scale. In Ghana, yes. there is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, the women were so beautiful. Y'all know we just talked about that bill, so I wasn't even trying to hit on no bitches out there. I ain't want them nose gay. I said <laughs> these these two fingers broke, y'all. I ain't do it on purpose. I ain't want them to know I was a whole gay LGBTQ. No, you can't. I a person been in jail. out there in. Ghana because of the bill that they out there passing. My but poor girl would have been in jail. Listen, I was like, ooh, let me calm down. I know where I'm at. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I agree with you. It's really interesting because my best friend speaks five languages. Right. And it's amazing to see that. And I know that I don't even think we've got to come back into the studio since y'all saw our conversation with, with Blue and Antoinette about language speaking and, and how you show up. But I'll be honest. And I say it, I've traveled so much. I've been, I enjoy seeing <laughs> the lack of ignorance yes. in so many other countries. Yeah. And I'm aware that I exist in ignorance based on my upbringing in the most embarrassing state of our country, Florida. No, it's not the most embarrassing. No. Ten Tennessee, Tennessee has currently surpassed Florida. Hold on. No, 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 no. Florida just passed a bill. And we're not even in our honest portion yet. We're going to get to our groans. Sorry, y'all. Baby. But Florida, bitch, just banned TikTok on college campuses. So outside of critical race theory, outside of allowing people to now carry guns without a license. So now you can't now. Florida, so now you ban in the distraction to keep us well, distracted. That's why, you, you that's can't why even be distracted from the from the foolishness that you're banning. There's too much information and now they want <sighs> to limit the spread of information. So Florida by far is the most embarrassing country. Uh, sorry, state within this whole country Florida as a whole. Own, Florida is its own country at this point. But, but yes, yeah. I do I do recommend everybody go, go to Curacao. I'm going to go to Curacao, Curacao bitch. I'm about to book my um, flight now, and bitch. It's, and it's, the flights were expensive, I will say that. The flights to Curacao are expensive. Um, but actually, the, but the actual cost of, of existing in Curacao is not that expensive. Like, our stay was not... We stay, We got a beautiful, beautiful penthouse Airbnb that was not super expensive okay. for the pool. That was incredible. And the food was well-priced. The oh drinks my were well-priced. The food was well-priced. All of the all of the beaches are private. Most of the beaches are private. Okay. So you paid it. You paid it's it going to the beach. Club. All of them are okay. beach clubs. Okay. But the beautiful thing about the beach club is it's not expensive. I think we got we got a cabana and a and day beds for three people, and I think it was like ninety dollars. Oh yeah, that's not bad. Thirty dollars a person is no, not bad. With they give you fruit bowls of fruit, they give you I water bottles. It was I'm cool a, with it that. was very nice. Um, you know, then we order drinks or whatever. But you know, we're used to what we're used to spending at a poolside situation. We were looking. My sister and I were prepared to spend like five, six hundred dollars at a for a cabana with drinks and food right. and whatever else, and it ended up being really cheap. So I was very, very pleased. And again, cheap is subjective, not to make nobody cheap feel away. It's subjective. Um, but yeah, that that was really beautiful. The one thing I will say about this trip I did that was different than every other trip, and you asked me about it actually. Um, I didn't really take a lot of pictures on this trip, mm. and mainly because I really was so I was so focused on. Spending time with my mother and catching up with my sister, who's moving here next month from Atlanta. So I'm very excited about that. Um, 
And so just there were so many life things that we were conversing about and catching up on. And we were we were making friends while we were there. Everybody was incredibly friendly. And again, there's not a lot of Americans. So, you know, they match our, our energy matched their energy. Right. It wasn't, you know, how some places you go and they're like, oh, Americans, because there's an arrogance and an entitlement with a lot of Americans who travel. We were not those people, obviously. And so the, it was just a very warm energy. I really didn't take a lot of pictures. I wasn't capturing a ton of, right. of content and footage um, because I really felt like I really felt intentional about being present and really enjoying the time actually away and off and not wanting to be attached to my phone. And like, I just really, I really was enjoying, you know, listening to music and, you know, we'll, when we get into Freshly Squeezed, you know, we'll, we'll talk about all the new music that's out. But there was so much, there was so many things to actually enjoy while I was there being present that I just was not even, I'm like, I could care less about what's going on on, on in the Instagram Twitter world, but... Well, unfortunately, beautiful. we do have to get into the Instagram Twitter world. We do because baby, and we'll, we, we'll we could start, and we could start, y'all. We're gonna get into all the things, including yeah. things we don't care about. So you get to that after yeah. our um, slightly toxic before our freshly squeezed. But let's start with let's grown. Get into grown. With grown, I say let's let's just go ahead and get into to, to Quinta. So Quinta Brunson, yes. she hosted SNL. Congratulations to her. By Congratulations the way. because oh, you got money. She came very far, and we've yes. talked about that's one of the the people that I want most want, on this want, podcast. To see, yeah. Oh my god, we I want to see, see her, her win. See her I want to bring her on the pod. Yeah. I love her. Um, you added her here, and I, I don't know. I want you to to, to talk so, to the people about how what she did on SNL. They got the people. So upset. I know for you, some of y'all, this is a little bit old, but I thought that this was this was very relevant for grown because you know we like to talk about nostalgia. And Mandy and I always talk about how the 90s always had all of these incredibly black, excellent shows. Yes. And so she, you know, in her in her monologue in the beginning of SNL made it a point to highlight the fact that she was the creator and the and, and participant in Abbott Elementary, which is a black show, but still incorporated white people and white characters. Mm-hmm. Um and showed kind of the integration of their existence, unlike shows like Friends. Which she said specifically um, really didn't have any black characters. They never had any interaction with anybody black on the show. Mm. Um, Which, in in saying that, even in listening to her say it, I ain't gonna hold y'all. I wasn't watching Friends like that. I wasn't either. I don't even think my white ass mama friends. was watching Friends. Um, but to be fair, mm-hmm. Friends is people who were friends. It didn't engage. It, you didn't see much of their work life or. Right. It was friends that lived with each other, dated each other, fucked each other, loved yeah. each other, hated each other. And I think and I think that's a very when you are insulated, you can be in a place like New York and still be and still live a very insular life to where yeah. you don't run you don't necessarily depending on the places you go, you may not ever run into black people. There's on, a whole community in Brooklyn where they have their own schools, their hospitals, the buses. Everything I mean, is, yeah. Well, they they are a they are a, a very orthodox. Religious they're an orthodox group. religious group. Yes, but so that's very different. To be in New York with all of these people and yeah. to to be so isolated is very possible. And it's it's crazy because then when I was hearing her say that, I'm like, yeah, but I can remember watching Martin. I don't remember any white people on fucking Martin. Mm-mm, I don't almost either. ever. We had Living Single. Yeah, we had a lot of our own television shows which did separate at the time you had right 
which is also crazy because where we've all I mean, and, and sex, we said this, sex in the city had no black bro, and people. we said we said this on the same, at I the was, same time. and I was always very confused about sex in the city never having because I thought to myself the way that Carrie is obsessed with fashion right. and you don't have not a single gay, <laughs> gay black, black friend, friend. <laughs> where is bitch he? not one not one and you love shoes <laughs> and you don't have one single gay black friend it didn't make sense it made no sense to me but I think that her bringing that up. I, I don't know. You said that there was I, well, so it was a mixed it was a mixed bag of reactions, right? I okay. Think, I think people you don't think it landed how she wanted it to. I think she expected it to be conversation starting in a different way, and and she, I think she she kind of intended to stir the pot a little bit, um, but I don't think it stirred the in the direction she intended for it to stir. I think the reaction for the most part on Twitter was like, well, nobody really watched Friends, like nobody no, black, I no didn't. one gave a fuck about I Friends if you were black, we didn't care. And and to be honest with you, even Seinfeld, Seinfeld really didn't have black people on the show like that. However, the comedy on Seinfeld, the comedy and and the friendship dynamics on Seinfeld was more New York, was more of a New York culture than it mm, was a white culture. A white culture. Okay. Right? So you could watch Seinfeld. Seinfeld first of all, Jerry Seinfeld has the most elaborate I may have to rewatch it. An extensive sneaker collection that you will ever see. You know the so only hype place- beasts. Hype beasts love Jerry Seinfeld because Jerry had the kicks. Jerry, the Jerry only knew what place kicks to buy. Right. I love Jerry Seinfeld. Was the album with Wale, <laughs> and how they use Jerry Seinfeld as the interludes between the songs Jerry, and throughout the album. Jerry has always been has always matrimony. Been, I think yes. Well, that's, yes. yes. Jerry has always. Oh. Incredible. Jerome Seinfeld. I love it. His name, his name is Jerome. Um, his name is Jerome? Hell yeah, it is. He's, of course he had to go by Jerry. His name is Jerome from Queens. Because he could not Jerome have won from Queens. the white world of America with a name like Jerome. That's I ain't okay. even gonna hold you. So Jerome. On, Jerry. So Jerome from Queens. <laughs> um, Jerome from Yo. Queens. They, that was Wait, a you, show. you serious? Yeah. His name was, is Jerome. Yeah. That was wow. a show where... Um, it really it it was more about New York staple moments than it was about like the character the character the character development and relationships had more so to do with like we're in this New York City apartment we're paying a lot for rent you know we're we're we we need the convenience of things we're all we're all super hyper energy charged all the time like George Costanza was super neurotic like there was a lot of there was a lot of character traits that had more to do with New York than the actual social dynamic right. And so I think I think Quinta was trying to start a conversation around the fact that there there that there might have been shows that were that that underrepresented us but I think overall the beautiful thing about that time period was we didn't we weren't really underrepresented because we, we had, had our, our own, own. So, we had so many of our own we shows we had girlfriends we had the fresh prince we had all the right. things from I just did a show what was that channel what show what was the channel that had all the black shows? UPN. And I did it. Y'all listen. We did it with Temp. With Temp. Yeah. Y'all, that whole network was full of, yeah. of shows for us. One-on-one. Uh, hang, and that's it. See, hang, y'all. Hang, hang with Mr. Cooper. Cooper. The Parkers. The Parkers. Oh, wait, that was on. The, okay. Steve, the Steve Harvey Show. The Steve show. Harvey Show. So UPN, and mind you, before then. Sister, Sister. Then we still Moesha. had. Then we still had. Uh, Fresh Prince. We had Family Matters. We had yeah. so many shows that catered to show. us that we weren't thinking about this white ass show or any of the white shows that didn't represent us because we did in the early nineties, right. late eighties, early nineties, and into the two thousands have so many shows that represented us. 
Yeah. And I think we were fine with that. And we were fine with that. And I think I think for something something a show like an Abbott Elementary, I think it's that is that is such a a beautifully a show that that's that's unfortunately the Uh-oh. reception of that show. I love it. What's the reception? It's getting a bad reception. I love no, it. No, no, no. The reception of the show is that it is it is not um it is a show made by black it is a show made by a black woman, written by a black woman, starring black women. But it's not the only story that's being told. It's a I very like it's a very inclusive story. And so I think that in comparison to a show like Insecure where a lot of the themes are 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 ingrained in black culture, I feel like Abbott Elementary is a, is a, is more of a crossover show anyway. And, well, it's only that because in Insecure, you're dealing with friendship focus. Yes, you're dealing with the people that you choose to be around. But a lot of the elements of those friendships are black women. Right. They're black women right. issues that they face. But, but as someone who grew up in Orlando 407, Chopper City, blah, 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 blah. the only, the, the, the schools in which I went to, mm-hmm. in the areas that I lived lived in were majority black majority right. black and latina right if your environment is based in a school mm-hmm. in a public school nonetheless yeah you're going to have teachers that are not of what all the races of the children are right and so to me when you look at the space and environment of Abbott elementary yeah. of course you're going to have teachers that are white or from the suburbs who are here teaching this inner city public school and dealing with those things. Of course. So that's what I'm saying with Insecure, it's different because it's more based on the friendships and elements of the people that they choose to be in their circle right. and that's what we're following. But also with Abbott Elementary, you're not dealing with friendships. These are co-workers. Right. So it's so this is this yeah. is a professional environment. It's, a, it's completely different. Where the 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 relationships and We know we got to deal with the whites in the professional places. Yeah, like there's and there's no it's not about code switching, but it's really about co coexisting and inhabiting a space that is not just about them. Right. But for us, excuse me, as as um, spectators, it's about them, which I think is brilliant. But I just thought that it was very interesting to me. I had to go back and I was like, were there any shows that at that time didn't showcase any real? And I was like, well, Sex and the City was the only one to me that was a little bit baffling. It was yeah. like, girl, you love fashion and you but, doing all of this, but you ain't got no black friends. But like, that, none of that. And that is why we got girlfriends. But there's also the reality of the ex- of a white existence and i can say this because this has come up in conversations you know my my mother and my sister and i have these conversations around race relations all the time and one of the things that comes up is that one of the elements of white privilege is that a lot of white people don't come into contact with black people they don't know anything about black people that's why they're afraid of, right. of black people and I don't, I don't mean afraid like threatened by i mean afraid like they're afraid to make a mistake around commenting on it or doing research on it because they don't know any black people. So right. they have no point of reference in real life. That's a, that's an, that's, that is, that is in white people's minds, a part of their privilege. It's un, it's subconscious. Ignorance. It's ignorance, but mm. in there, but it's, but it's a, it's that ignorance is a privilege. They don't. And I won't even, it's actually not a privilege. It's a disadvantage if you really know black people, but either way, um, to not know black people is not, is not really a privilege, but, it, but it is a privilege to remain ignorant in the sense that, you can live your entire existence mm-hmm. with a circle of friends in a metropolitan city and never have any real meaningful in-depth interactions with anybody other than your white group. Right. And I think that was that was probably the point that that she was trying to make 
which is a little bit alarming because when you're black, that doesn't usually happen, especially if you are ascending in a professional space. Right. You always have to. Duality is your best fucking friend. Duality is the so thing. So you're always, you're always having to engage and interact with people of other races if you are ascending professionally or in school or it, it's never j- just solely all black anything. Right. And so... I think that was a very interesting comment that uh, uh, interesting conversation starter. And I, and I do wonder if, if given the choice now, would a lot of us opt for less integration for the sake of cultivating our own sense of comfort and identity without the disruption of having to make other races feel comfortable? I wonder if we would, if mm. we would, if we had the option, would we still choose to do it the way that, a lot of showrunners and producers did in the 90s where it's like, no, we're just going to make this black-ass show and it's a black-ass show. I mean, but it's crazy because when we think of a black-ass show, even going back to Insecure, Mm -hmm. you integrate the Latina experience. At one point, Molly was dating an Asian guy. So you, they included a lot of the other minorities or even model minority, whatever, everyone that wasn't white within the sense of what that was and it kept it a black-ass show. Despite the fact that it included so many you know, links to other cultures, but yeah. that weren't white. Well, I think I think for Insecure, what was unique about Insecure is the fact that they're in Los Angeles, right? If yeah. You, if so. you had a show that was yeah. like something like Martin took place in Detroit. Or the shows that take place now on BET, Sisters and all those things. In it's Atlanta. in Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. You, yeah. It is very, it is, it is very it is. pliable it's possible to exist in, a, in Atlanta. In a black ass space. In a, in a, in a black affluent space. It is. And have, You're right. and have very, and have little to no interaction with anybody. You're right. right. You're right. And so I think for LA, it's a lot of the cultures are intertwined because similarly to New York, LA is a melting pot. Yeah. Friends was a little unrealistic though. It was like, there was never... All right, y'all, this episode is sponsored by Care Of. Now, Care Of is a health and wellness company that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. Their daily vitamin packs are made with plant-based compostable film to help limit the impact on the environment without compromising on the quality and safety of their products, which we love. Care Of offers a curated set of products that are designed to work with research-backed ingredients and optimal doses. Now, me personally, I love the vitamin pack Chill Pill, okay, because planning a wedding is a lot on the body and on the mind, trying not to be a bridezilla, so I love that it helps really relieve occasional stress and tension and also helps my muscle strength, endurance, and recovery after working out because you know, you know, a girl's trying to fit into her bridal gown, okay? My favorite, though, is the elderberry. It's the traveler's insurance. It has powerful antioxidant properties that help promote healthy immune function, which I definitely need with all the traveling that I do, okay? Jet setting. And with the cute and personalized packaging, love it, I've definitely noticed a difference and an increase in my intentionality around taking the vitamins. So, Make sure that you get your vitamins and supplements for your health goals and diet made from the best ingredients and shipped to you each month. For 50% off your first month subscription with Care Of, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code STTI50. That's TakeCareOf.com and enter code STTI50. All right, see, the thing is, listeners, I am here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Come on, gift mode. Let's give it sport mode. (laughs) Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Now, it's easy to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life, like the pickleballer, the jazz (laughs) fan, the reggae fan, the artist, or the pasta lover. From 90s nostalgia 
and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there's something for everyone on Etsy. So why I love Etsy, right? I had I ordered all my bridesmaids boxes on oh, Etsy. All of hello. The, all the stuff I had to put inside was on Etsy. I ordered some thank you cards and gifts for things after the holidays on Etsy. We went on tour and got some outfits yeah, on Etsy. Absolutely. Etsy got everything. They really do. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Black people anywhere. You could have been at the at the the fucking Central Perk and you didn't see no black people at that fucking coffee shop. That's a little unrealistic. None. But either way, it was crazy. Either way, either shout way. out to Quinta Brunson. Shout out to Quinta. We love you, sis. And her SNL debut. Yes. And all the black shows, all the black ass, blackity black shows. We love y'all. Y'all ain't gonna hold you. Anna's about to get kind of crazy because we Anna's talking about nuts. some real shit. Manny was on my line at seven thirty about some of this and I shit. I said, y'all. please get into it. I said, whoa. However, when we got to the studio, let's go ahead and start with the news that you said we want to mention. I mean, it's what I be saying. It's all, listen, this is why I don't subscribe to the shit. Because there ain't no way that this isn't a Quran, a Bible, their uh, manuscript, whatever they they pray to, this ain't in it. So what you said, what just happened in, in, in what's been going on that the whole world is now talking about? Girl, the Dalai motherfucking Lama. By the way, I didn't even know how to spell this shit. I said Dolly Lama. I thought it was D-O-L-L-Y Lama L-L-A-M-A. I said, what the fuck is a Dolly Lama? And we looked, and it's pretty much like the Pope or a pastor or a priest or a bishop. Mm-hmm. This is what this person is for what religion? Uh, Buddhists. For Buddhists. And Tibetan so, monks. So the Dolly Lama, is there only one or there's multiple? There's only one. Okay. Oh, so the. The, the Dalai Lama. Dolly Lama. What he do, girl? So the Dalai Lama, there's a video that's gone viral Mm. of the Dalai Lama having this very like spiritual, intimate moment with this little boy Mm. where they, you know, they do their, they tap their foreheads and then they're laughing. They're kind of giggling or whatever. And the Dalai Lama sticks his tongue out and tells the little boy to bite his tongue, to suck on his tongue. In front of people, the cameras was going, y'all. Now, I don't know if he got dementia. I don't know if he forgot where he was. But he did this in front of, at this point, the world. Hundreds of thousands of millions of people. Girl. He said to suck his tongue. Did the baby baby boy do it? Yeah, he did. Where were the parents? Now, see who we blame here. At this point, I don't know. So the the, world is up in arms. They should be. Because a statement, a very pathetic statement was released by somebody that clearly does not know the the power of of wielding (laughs) the English language. Um, a statement was released basically saying that, you know, the, the Dalai Lama has a tendency to be playful and... Bitch, sorry. <laughs> playful? Like I said, I'm going to read it to you. I'm not going to lie. What, what's crazy about this is... going to be sick. This is the first time it being captured on... This is the first time with it being captured actually on video. Yes. But this to me shows that this person, this mm-hmm. Dalai Lama, mm-hmm. probably in his spare time did so much of this that i just mm-hmm. so the um the apology the apology says can you please read it for the people yeah because this is just ridiculous please read it for the people what is that girl the apology Brad. a video clip has been circulating that shows a recent meeting when a young boy asked his holy list the dalai lama if he could give him a hug his holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family as well as his many friends across the world for the hurt <laughs> His words may have caused. It wasn't your words, sir. His words, it was your action. It was your tongue. (laughs) 
His holiness often teases people he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and before cameras. He you know regrets. What? Let me turn this goddamn. He regrets the incident. Let me tell you something. Let me let, let me, me tell you something. Let me tell A you something. A pedophile can't get away with that goddamn shit. Let me tell in you the court something. of law. You holy liar. <laughs> <laughs> You are a holy liar. That's nasty. This is holy shit. This because is nasty. There is no circumstance under which you are teasing people you meet in an innocent or playful way. This and is say, the come most. And suck my tongue. This is the boy. most manipulative uh. shit I oh, have ever no. seen. But you know, out. you know, and we, we talk we, about this around religious around religious do? deities a lot. Figures, the, the popes? I don't say deities, figures a lot. Popes, Catholic priests, all of Cat that. Catholic Meanwhile, y'all want to ban drag drag shows. If y'all don't get the fuck, listen, I... And then y'all know the pastors be fucking the whole congregation. So No, every, the pastors don't be fucking the congregation. No, the pastors be fucking everybody else's wife in the congregation. They, and even they be, worse. And be fucking worse. their wallets. Even and worse. And it's not all pastors. So, no, it's, it's not, not all, all. pastors. We, we never saying all, it's by the way. It's never all. It's, However, but it's a lot the way going that on. we've done this separation between church and state, and yes. we keep seeing that the church constantly, constantly, constantly violates not only human rights, but the law set forth between the react the actions between adults and children or how they file their taxes and really where the money is going in businesses. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's... Bitch, I'm about to open a church. I ain't even gonna hold oh, you. Oh no! Welcome to Full Court Church, baby. Prayers and service coming your way. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Listen, baby, listen. they come. What? You ain't gonna come to my church today? Not let them use you. Let them use you. We don't want that. And see, this is the motherfucking hey, problem. Let them use you, baby. They, they be taking it's, it's the wrong hymn that uses. Hallelujah. And so, so it's very dis <laughs> it's very disappointing. It's disconcerting. Um, and. I, honestly, I am a little bit surprised. I am a little surprised. I'm surprised that he's even that close to anybody like that in public. The Pope is not, he'll shake a hand and it's its giving a light shake and it's a move along. You're not getting that close to the, nobody's face. He said, suck my tongue, The Dalai Lama, yeah, he might be a little senile. You nasty. He might be a little it don't senile matter. I don't care this. how old you are. It ain't respect your elders. You no. nasty nigga. Ew. It was, Gross. It was not okay. So, you bad. Shame on you, sir. Shame and you on know you. what else is a shame of? Mm, this else? goddamn economy. Y'all, we Girl. are going into a financial crisis. Good God. Not sure if you're aware. It is about to be the deep depression, recession, and everything else with shun at the end, okay? Mm. Uh, shun this goddamn country that we are in. And I actually wanted to start this We're off. embarrassing. Like, it's a it's a domino effect of what's kind of been happening. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar. Hold on, I don't want you to hear what what it is. Mm. But basically, there has been reported the Cash App founder mm. Bob Lee was fatally stabbed in San Francisco. So sad. No arrests have been made. They did say it was allegedly mm -hmm. um, just a random stabbing because he was out late at night and. What's crazy is, I I mean, hearing that, we'll get into, of course, all of the cryptocurrency mm -hmm. uh, things that have been happening. However, shortly after mm -hmm. um, hearing this news, I ended up reading that the U.S. Federal Reserve banking system is launching its own quote-unquote literal cash app mm. called Fed Now starting in July. Wow. It is a movement towards getting rid of physical money and having digital currency. Mm -hmm. And seeing where we're going, right? With yeah. with 
not only the state, the the place that we're in of technology, but <sighs> seeing what the markets are looking like. Yeah. Seeing what even real estate and the value of that right now with the interest rates that are now skyrocketed. Everything that people could have and should have taken advantage of during the pandemic, if they didn't um, sell quickly or they didn't think of it as a long-term flip, I mean a short-term flip, and they saw it more long-term, a lot of people are seeing losses right now. Right. Interest rates for real estate are really high. And now for what we know of cryptocurrency to be, a lot of the value of Bitcoin, of Dogecoin, Dogecoin mm-hmm. of all these things have lost value. Absolutely. And so seeing that now Bob Lee was fatally stabbed in a mysterious stabbing, and seeing now that we're looking towards moving towards the, the digital currency, there's also a linkage between, since October, three billionaire cryptocurrency mega people. I don't know what else to fucking call them. They're mm-hmm. just billionaires. They were also killed or died. Died mysteriously. Mysteriously. Not killed. Sorry. Allegedly Listen died mysteriously. If, if somebody says I died mysteriously, somebody killed me. Bro, don't ever know under no circumstances. Died mysteriously. mysteriously. So, so what's, what, is, what is dying mysteriously? It's a final destination shit. It okay? is. And baby, make it's it getting, make sense. It's giving paranormal activity. It's either a demon attacked me and possessed me or somebody took somebody killed my ass. That's and, you it. Know, and you know why we don't believe it no more? Because y'all, we all watch Scandal together <laughs> as a family. We see what the motherfucking government be doing behind our backs. We know what type of time it's y'all on. It's all a story that y'all are creating the for born, us. The born, Jason Bourne you know and all I mean? the born supremacy, all that shit, bitch. bitch. we know the government know. now. Y'all, 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 yeah, we know y'all can't hide. Yeah. We know what's going on. Netflix, um, Netflix actually is, has a documentary about um one of the gentlemen that you that you named. Oh, really? Um, yes. Hold one on, the, which one, one did I name? Hold on. Oh, well, I do want to name the billionaires, by yes. the way, because I know we have it on our thing. So, um, the rise of three uh cryptocurrency billionaires who yep. have mysteriously died over the last couple months include Russian. Y'all know I'm gonna fuck this up. Mm. Russian Vyacheslav Taran. Vyacheslav. Vyacheslav. Y'all don't listen to us. He's one. Um, the other death being, oh, here we go. Tian Tian Kulander, who was, by the way. Tian Tian. Tian Tian. Oh, there we Tian go. Tian Tian Kulander. Was, by the way, let's do the ages. The first one we named from Russia is 53 years old. Tian Tian was 30 years old. Wow. And then 29-year-old Nikolai Mushigan, um, all of which died recently from mysterious circumstances. Yes. Now, we seek justice in a lot of things. I can't fathom that billionaires do yes. not have the resources to find causes of deaths through however many autopsies right. need to be the performed. Problem, the problem is with a lot of these um, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, uh, a lot of these, a lot of these orchestrators. Excuse me. Is that? a lot of a lot of it it is its own subculture right mm. and so when we talk about even the framework of how some of these companies are built how some of these currencies are put together oh, yeah, no how they're valued yet. there's no blueprint really right nope so in order to really have you know have people that are savvy enough to have this access i'm guarantee the people closest to these guys don't they don't they don't may not necessarily understand the the way of that world i don't know if you heard the story even there was someone who owned millions and millions of dollars in crypto and forgot his password and there was no way to recover even the password i mean and so a lot of that about the about the russian guy there's about 70 70 i think they said something like 70 million dollars 
that is completely that that's of just of cryptocurrency that's just floating that in space that's not any... able to access. I mean, it's, it's there's interesting. another that's interesting. There's another um, the the biggest the most notorious death in cryptocurrency was Gerald Cotton, and that's okay. the, that's the the Netflix documentary called Trust No One um, that came out, and that it's I don't think it's out yet in America. It's it's out in Brazil. It's not okay. out in America yet. Um, but it was called Trust No One, The Hunt for the Crypto King, because a lot of people um, anticipate that this man has faked his death and he just disappeared. Oh. Um, and he allegedly- Come on, Tupac. Allegedly in- What's going on? Oh my God. Wait. He allegedly in 2018 <laughs> died in India during his honeymoon, and he reportedly signed a will a few days before his death and was the only person with access to a cryptographic <laughs> fortune- Worth a hundred and seventy oh, million dollars. He did that. That that motherfucker didn't change his name. Got right? a passport from Bourne, from Jason Bourne. So whoever gave Jason so Bourne company, his shit. So he did all of wow. that. And then the company that he founded, um, the platform that he founded, was actually on the verge of bankruptcy. Oh yeah, he did that. And That's so what he did. ultimately, the belief is that he faked his own of death he and did. he disappeared. That's exactly what he did. I think it's interesting for for those of you who haven't really looked into it yet. I mean, yeah. of course. Unemployment rates are back skyrocketing. We yep. have a mass amount of layoffs within a te the tech industry of all places oh, it's, it's, it's where we awful. thought there was security and we're going to get into tech next because holy fucking Girl, shit. what the fuck? Um, but it's really interesting, even with what you guys may or may not be hearing about the banks. Right. Um, the banks and what a lot of the billionaires and corporations are literally removing their funds, which is making banks not have the money to give out to these companies that right. issue their payroll. There's, I think it was Square, if I'm not mistaken. Square has come out and said, like, if these banks don't figure it out, they only have mm. enough money to pay their employees for 30 days. Wow. And I think there's only a $250,000 guarantee within the Federal Reserve that this is how much money we can protect if a bank goes into the plummets of hell, Right. So we can only guarantee you $250,000 of your money. And a lot of these millionaires and billionaires have hundreds of thousands of millions in these accounts. And so what they're doing is pulling it out. Right. Which is making it to where, it, I don't know if y'all, uh, did we talk about it a couple months ago when uh, Zelle, everyone's Zelle transactions removed out of their accounts yeah. from, from certain banks. Guys, what's going on is is real. And I think, I don't know where you watch your news, where you get your news. Um, but if you really look into what's really happening financially, and this is on a global scale, this isn't just in America, right. there's literally signature bank and all these other banks in, in all these other countries that are affecting this too. Um, we are, we are coming up on something that is going to be really damaging. And for those of you who may or may not been old enough to really experience the 2008 recession, they are predicting that this will be worse, worse than that. Worse than that. So wow. um, from your savings to what you're doing um, and things like that, really just being careful on on what you're doing. And I wanted to get into the technology and y'all, y'all are going to make fun of me. Thank God Antoinette is not here. <laughs> I want to start by playing a clip mm -mm. because y'all, my oh, source shit. for this, this is what happens when you get high and you start talking about the world. I came across on a very high state oh in episode season 26, episode 24 of South Park. And I just want to play this because if you're not familiar with chat GPT, we're going to get into it. But I need you to hear this. Hold on. Oh, my God. Wendy just came up to me and was acting all hurt because she thinks I don't care about her. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When she said that she wishes I would reply to her text the way that Clyde responds to babies, so, like, how do you do it? How do you do it? Chat GPT, dude. Yo. Chat GPT? Yeah, dude. There's a bunch of apps and programs you can subscribe to that use OpenAI to do all your writing for you. Fucking AI. People use them to write poems, write job applications, but what they're really good for is dealing with chicks. Here, check it out. There's tons of chat GPT apps for your phone. So then I can take whatever latest dumb thing Bebe texted me, I copy, copy it, it, then I Bebe open the GPT app, me. click respond to, paste her text here, hit write, it just thinks for a second. It thinks! You would look great with any length of hair, trying a new look could be fun. Copy that into messages and send it off. It's super easy and convenient, and it saves me a ton of time because I she texts me so goddamn much. She takes me so goddamn much. Look, Jesus. And she right, it, but thanks for being supportive. <laughs> Cut, paste, write. Cut, messages, paste, send. There. Wendy just came and up to me and was acting all hurt. There you go. Y'all, wow. listen. Again, I was really high. Sorry, I've been. Listen, I was on break, y'all. I got high a lot. So I'm watching last night this episode of South Park. That's nuts. And it goes into chat GPT. Mind you, there is also, if you look on YouTube, there's a whole episode of South Park that was completely written by AI. We're getting into this place. Oh, yeah, we're talking AI, baby, because this is the shit that I'm really into. So I'm watching it's this very, episode. It's very interesting. It is so, y'all, I called Bridget. We talking at 730 this morning. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, so I'm going to move around the outline a little bit. I said, bitch, you know about chat GPT? And she's like, no, what is it? No. So I said, girl, let me tell you. I said, girl. I just wrote a whole song about loving on my ex that I broke up with 10 times because I can't stop loving him. And she said, nah. I said, no, it does anything. I said, give me a topic. I'm going to write a song. So I go into this app, which, by the way, is $6.99 a week. So I'm only doing it for research purposes. I will not be paying this much money to nope. not have a mind of my own. Nope. But I said, Bridget, give me something to think about. Uh, give me something to write about. And I was making coffee. So I said... I'm going to just, just talk about something addicted to coffee because I'm addicted to coffee. You're addicted to coffee. I am. However, right? I was like, Bridget, let <laughs> me get you a song immediately. Now, I don't know if you have any beats played. I don't want to pull up an instrumental. Uh, can I pull up? If I pull up any instrumental, do you think you could rap or sing this to yeah, an instrumental? I got you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you pull up the... So, y'all, this I is what it. AI did. They created a song. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Jay, do you know of an instrumental real quick? Hold on. I'm just going to Google. Let me. Oh, they have instrumental to pop covers. So I need you to sing this to a pop cover. Hold on. Here we go. You ready? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. What you got? Come on. Y'all, this is a song written in AI about coffee. Bridget, give it to me. Uh. <laughs> I thought you was gonna give me a rap beat. Oh, nah, you do it, come on. Yo, it's early in the morning and I'm feeling kinda low. I need my caffeine fix, gotta get up and go. My addiction's got me hooked and I can't let it go. Coffee runs through my veins, that's just how it flows. This is the same, this is a, this is a Adele, hello? You did great, you did great. Wait, we gotta get to the chorus though. Okay, come on, come this on. is someone like you, come on. Here we go. Wait, I gotta wait for this to come in. Ready? This is the pre, right? For mm -hmm. this, for this. But then I gotta wait for the chorus to come in. It's okay. It's okay. It's we okay. We coming now. I got the chorus. You got it? Y'all ready? Yeah. Oh. Here we go. I'm addicted to the coffee. Can't start my day without it. 
I need you to play a hip hop beat for this wait, verse wait, too. Wait, 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 not the verse too. Because I got a wait, bridge wait, wait. too. Okay, okay. This is how advanced no, AI is. Bro, AI, AI gave is me nuts. a full hold middle eight. Hold on, hold on. For for you want rap? Give me rap. Hold on, but could you do raps to the song that I sent you of loving an ex and breaking up ten times? Oh shit! Hold on, hip hop instrumentals. Oh baby, oh baby. Come on, hold on, y'all. This is on the fly too. I oh here we go, oh wait I don't know if that, is this yep it is okay here we go, you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> okay. See what this sounds like. All right. I keep going back. I thought I'd break the cycle, but there's just something about you that's truly vital. I know it's crazy, but my heart just won't relent. It's like every time we break up, I just I can't prevent. Going back to an ex over 10 times. Love's got me blind, it's like committing crimes. I know they hurt me, but I can't stay away. My love for them is just too strong, man. What can I say? Yo! (laughs) Yo! (laughs) This, these are songs that were written this morning, right? I typed in... I love my ex and I keep going back to him over 10 Yo. times. And it created a whole song with a bridge to an ex over 10, 10 times. times. What the fuck? What? Y'all, by the way, you just rapped really good. We might have to get a rap career out of you. <laughs> the way you just flow with that shit. So that what, is comedy. So what's crazy is, I'm again, I'm watching this episode of South Park and <laughs> I, I want y'all to watch it because it goes from something as innocent as, of course, just talking to a girlfriend. Yeah. And oh my gosh, she's texting me so much. It's helping me answer it. Then it goes to, they're using this AI to write full length papers. Right. And which is dangerous. Which is very dangerous because then it goes into the school system mm-hmm. on how people just don't even want to think or learn or do anything on their own anymore. Then the teacher Which I'm blaming finds the school out, system oh, for. Oh, of course. Well, no, the teacher then finds out that they're mm-hmm. writing on AI. And he's like, well, great. Makes my job easier now. I hate reading all these fucking papers. So then someone comes from so the school board. it's a trickle-down effect no, of laziness. A, but not only a trickle-down of laziness, it's the trickle-down effect of how we're consuming technology. Because mm. literally at the end, where everyone can get in trouble, the students, the teacher, everyone right. using this AI... Right. They choose to come together knowing that they are taking the easy way out using this AI. And instead they come in and they're like, the corporations, we blame them. They're manipulating us to use this and they're ruining us. And so then it becomes everyone that used it for their own better good wanted to point the fingers and blame the corporations who even invented and created this AI that's now sickening their minds and making everything so much easier because right. they really don't want life to be easy. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Again, <sighs> hi. But watching this episode, shout out to the writers of yeah. fucking South Park. 
Y'all did that. When I tell you the you geniusness. You know what? Shows like South Park and, oh my and God. The Simpsons have always been oh ahead of Oh, my time. God. When I say, and, and, of course, Boondocks for us, y'all. Yep. But the writing was so well done. I'm watching and I said, I got to rewatch this. I got to take notes. I love this shit. Mm -hmm. But also, in talking about AI, I think at the, at the top of the year, we talked about the AI that had turned all of us into paintings and animated yeah. things and, and such. Um, I wanted to actually play this snippet because a lot of people sent this to us. Yeah. And before I get into it, I want to read a tweet from Nick Noir, who spoke about AI infiltrating now the music industry. And he said that record labels are going to make new music with your voice after you die, and quite possibly while you're still alive. They will want the rights to your voice in AI form and wouldn't be surprised if the language that will allow them to do so is already in the new contracts, right? Wow. Now, I wanted to play this because, y'all, what the fuck is this? Y'all are going to believe all it. The times that you ain't on my this is Kanye West's voice. And all the clubs you get in using my name. Singing Justin Bieber. You think you broke my heart, oh girl, forgiveness. Tell me this don't sound good. You think I'm crying on, on my, my own, but I ain't. And I didn't want to write a song Cause I didn't want anyone thinking Bro, this is Kanye, but it's not Don't, but you should hit my phone up Hey, hey And baby, I'll be moving on And I think it should be something I don't want to hold back Maybe you should hey. know that My mama don't like you And she likes everyone This man has not recorded this song So what's crazy about this is I'm, I go down the YouTube rabbit hole As well of the people that create beats And songs based on hearing an artist And knowing how they sound So there's Future, there's Migos There's all these people with unique sounds And people will create a beat that sounds like them And rap over it And change their voice to sound like them this is now an AI technology yeah. that is able to recreate a voice and now place it on covers. We saw we we spoke about T Pain just releasing his yeah. whole covers album. Yes, but this to me is even scarier. I agree. Knowing that now there's AI that can help you respond to text messages. Y'all don't even know this AI that I'm paying six ninety nine a week for before we before we get out of it and go into music. It can generate for a travel guide. An advertiser, a storyteller, a football commentator, a stand-up comedian. I literally told this app to give me a joke about Donald Trump being arrested this morning on our way here. It did it. A movie critic. I asked for a critique on Creed 3. It went into everything from the direction to the acting of Michael B. Jordan to the supporting actors and roles of Tessa Thompson and everyone else. Wow. Relationship coach, rap. You guys heard what it provided for that. And there's all of these things, and it's just like, wow, we're in a place where when I'm out in public, right, even when, when I wore the mask during the pandemic, even you, when you sing, when we when we talk, sometimes people hear us before they see us. Right. They're like, bitch, I know that voice from anywhere. Mm. And I've, I, of course, want to talk to you about what you think this means for the music industry, even from the songwriting perspective, mm -hmm. clearly. Mm -hmm. And then even maybe contracts being able to own your voice. So my fear is that labels will take advantage of the contracts that are in place around the repurposing mm. of music, right? So labels being able to repurpose music that's already recorded under contract for later years is what makes me nervous, mm. right? Because um, there's nothing right now that talks about AI in these contracts. Nothing, Let's be very nervous. nothing. Yeah. And and you know it it's with my my initial publishing agreement 
When I signed my publishing agreement in 2008, there was no language that referenced anything around the streaming of music mm. and nothing that reflected what my entitlement would be to proceeds from and revenue from streams of music. So there's nothing really that would have bound any label to give me any money from streams of music, which ultimately is not that much money when you think about it, which shame on y'all, Apple and labels and Spotify's and all of them for, for not... We're not demanding that labels pay their artists more because ultimately that's a, that's a, a that is a, a label, label standard, yeah. right? All of these DSPs are following the standards of label, the, the standards that the label have set in place and the labels allow that, right? Mm. And so if labels demanded that artists be paid more from these DSPs, they would, they would fall in line. But that's another conversation altogether. Shout out to Tiffany Fred. If you're not following the 100% as you should um, for all of your music industry information needs. Um, but yeah, that that's what makes me nervous about this is that the contracts are now amenable to and and will basically fall victim to music that's already that's already owned by these labels now being re-recorded potentially, re repurposed potentially for licensing and sync right. reasons. And the artists are not in control of that because they don't own the masters. What I would like to see is artists push for the it it the the language in these in these documents now in these in these agreements to really reflect all of the technology regardless and 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 state that the ownership of their voice their the way that we do with our brand and likeness our name our likeness right. our brand because um shout out to young guru young guru had posted something the other day with jay's voice on it it's not a jay record it's mm. it's ai that sounds like jay and people were eating it up online like, oh, shit, it's an unreleased J track. And it was like, no, it's no, not. This it's is an AI. AI. It's an AI wow. track. And so what I... What well, I, he's, he's worked with him. What was the, what was the caption? Well, he's, under- he's Jay's engineer. Right. Well, the, the caption is that it's that there is... Um, that it's that we shouldn't be afraid of, techn- of the actual technology, but more so around the people and the individuals and potentially the corporations that would abuse the power to create it, right? So it's not actually the technology that's terrible, right? Because case in point, right? I have I have a friend who has ALS and he's not able to speak. He has he utilizes the technology that is a, that follows his retina. He can he can type things out that are then or they're they're then um read back in in like a Siri type of voice, right? right? If we can create AI to emulate voices for people that have lost their voice for whatever reason, right. that would be incredible to still be able to hear someone's voice, right? That 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 is suffering and can't can't speak, or someone that's passed away. If you wanted to emulate something that they a letter they might have written, something right for the technology to be utilized in that capacity, I think is wonderful, right? Um, as far as for artists goes, yeah. it's very it's it's a slippery slope around. What you actually control, right? So the way that these apps, a lot of these apps on your phone, apps like Voisey, where it's apps where you create music, all of the fine print on some of these apps, TikTok included, whatever you create on these apps, they own. Mm. So if you put your voice, like there was an app called Voisey that was really popular beginning of the pandemic where it was it was like a music recording app where it would it, all these producers would upload tracks, instrumentals onto the app and singers, writers, whatever could could, could write them. songs, utilize them on the platform, add effects to your voice, add auto tune to your voice, add reverb. You can literally play with all these different things. The fine print on the Voisey app says mm. whatever you record on this app, we own is exclusive property of this app. So you could write a whole album wow. and put it on this Voisey app, 
and they own the rights to it. Wow. So if they want to repurpose your voice, that's why the stuff like the Alexa stuff for me is always a little, it's a little tricky because voice recognition, voice activation, things like that are, are once someone captures that, they literally can repurpose it for whatever use they want. And I think that's what scares me, especially being a podcaster and yeah. someone who comes, like to know your, that someone Your could, bread and butter is your voice. And so to know that someone could own the rights of my voice and have an AI regurgitate thoughts and well, so they wouldn't. And so things. they wouldn't. So they wouldn't actually own the rights to your voice. That's what I'm saying. They would. They because if AI technology is mimicking something, but my point, if if my voice is to me, what represents myself, mm -hmm. and yet they take my voice. And mind you, a lot of the DSPs are audio only. Yeah. Not a lot of podcasting is fucking visual. Right. It is a now. Of, a lot of them. Are, a lot of them are you, audio. Well, in YouTube now, of course, but the yeah. majority of podcasts are audio only. Yes. And I would, I for would, my voice to maybe be out there on another feed, mm -hmm. depicting thoughts and opinions that truly are not mine, but are regurgitated through AI. It's scary, but also to know as 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 a podcaster, yeah, I could maybe now create a platform that I can monetize. Sure, it captures my voice. Now I'm dropping a daily podcast. Right. The the views and and ways in which you can capture an audience when you release more consistently yeah. is crazy. So the fact that I could be like, okay, on Mondays I want to talk about Monday, Tuesdays I want to talk about tits, Wednesdays I want to talk about this, Thursdays I want to talk about this, Fridays, and the fact that I could maybe have an app that creates 15 to 30 to 45 minute episodes using my voice on topics that I don't even have to do the research on. To me, it's like, we are all in a place where now we are all replaceable in the sense of we see what's happening with the tech jobs being laid off. Right. We see now, I've talked about it in the accounting space on even how we file taxes. A lot of you I know are using TurboTax, but even in the big corporations, Excel, and we have all of this software that really generates the tax returns for yeah. us. It's like going to McDonald's, y'all don't even know. Asante, shout out to you. We were so <laughs> frustrated because McDonald's, though there were people behind the goddamn register, they were forcing us to use a fucking kiosk. Yeah. As if I they, mean, they could do it at the airport. And it was so the fucking airport. annoying because they make I'm like, you go to a kiosk to check in and print a bag tag. You still got to go over there and drop your bag and off we were and like, talk to yo, somebody. But it's not allowing us to add one of the McCafe drinks right. as a substitution. Can right. we come to you? We have seven orders to give you, and right. this is confusing. And so the fact that we're being pushed out, um, there's a restaurant in Atlanta, shout out to Brian, he was just there. They were delivering food through one of those robots mm -hmm. in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, the more and more we sit here and and lean into AI and lean into how we communicate with others and take away our own thoughts of how we want to want to garner our own opinions based on our own experiences and our own environments, the more we want to leave that to AI the more obsolete we will become in so many roles in society that it's going to be like, why are we even here? Well, I think legislation has to be passed around the protection of a brand and a likeness, like a voice. Mm. There has to be legislation put into place yeah. that will protect an artist or a creator from being completely taken advantage of by AI, yeah. right? Or at least- at Not least, a robot's going to take over, bitch. At least bring it to- going to be like, y'all thought- at least bring it to a place where, you know, I mean, and, and I saw I saw this coming a few years ago because there is this incredible um, there's this incredible application called Splice. 
Okay. And it's a program that literally utilizes, it samples people's voices. Like I created a vocal pack with ad libs, with harmonies, with sayings, with phrases, and people who pay a premium can utilize them for their instrumental tracks. Mm. And I get and I get a piece of that based okay. on the utilization yes. of it, right? So I saw this coming a few years ago when this became a popular thing. Bridget, I've used your vocals on Splice before. Yes, you have used Dang. my vocals on Splice. Jay said so, I took your vocals, bitch. Yeah, so I get I get a quarterly check from them. Okay. Based on the use of my based on the use of my vocal pack, right? Wow. Um, which to me is fantastic. That is a beautiful way to give back to the creator and still and still utilize and manipulate whatever you need to with the vocals that I've provided but it's right. also at my it's been at my discretion right I don't care if the if the if I never hear the song or if it's terrible. I know the quality of what I'm providing right so I can guarantee that I'll get paid for what I'm providing right so in my mind the legislation has to be passed around the protection of that process and also the protection of your voice the same way that you know someone like a Mariah Carey can Put, get get insurance on her vocal cords and J-Lo got insurance on her legs. It's uh, like Yeah, and Tina Turner, I think, got the on legs her legs too. as well. Yep. And so I think in those in in those scenarios, there has to be some sort of, of provisions, governmental provisions around the use of our voice. Because I I really the part that makes me that makes me nervous really is the abuse of music that's already been released, music that's that's already been, you know, have to have the rights and the copyrights spoken for. All but that's that also being... strange because we see like people like Ashanti and, and other artists, uh, even Taylor Swift, redoing a lot of their songs just yeah. ba solely based JoJo. off of their JoJo did that too. Based off of the, just the publishing agreements where they're yep. like, I want to make money off of the songs yeah. that made y'all so much money. It's it's really interesting. This is going to be something that I keep a close eye on. Um, by the way, for those of you, if you if you search, just if you guys want to get into the app and see how wild it is, yeah, um, it is called AI Marketplace, I believe. Um, if you type in Chat GBT, GPT into your app browser, it'll pop up. It's a little green icon, and it looks like a little robot, and it's crazy. Um, but get into it because the shit is nuts. Yeah, the shit is crazy. AI AI is is a little abusive. But speaking, speaking of abusive, as we as we segue into listen. Slightly toxic. Baby. Baby. I think we just do this first one. We're going to save that next one for next week. Yep. Because we can get into that. That's Netflix. If you guys uh, want to be hip on what we're talking about, make sure y'all watch the Monique stand-up <sighs> on Netflix. We will get into that next week. But we had to get into something that many of you guys sent to... To both of us. To both of us. Y'all tweeted us. You sent it to us on Instagram. Yep. And we are going to be talking about something that ironically was actually brought up maybe a couple weeks ago. Yep. Relaying to someone else and we didn't get to it. Yeah. Um, and now it's and now it's gotten worse. So and I'm now actually it's happy gotten we worse. Didn't, I'm, I'm, I'm glad happy we, we didn't, didn't get, get to, to it, it either. Um, so we are going to get into Marcus Houston, a.k.a. Mm. Roger Go Home, um, a.k.a. Marcus Houston, one third of IMX and also a solo artist, R&B star, who decided to actually finally speak on his relationship um, to his current wife. And I'm just going to play the clip, and then we're going to get into the bullshit. He texts you every single day. Be thankful, dog, because there's still a lot of people out there. Oh, wait, sorry. It went somewhere else. It went somewhere else, and I don't know why. Hold on, y'all. Oh, no. Going back. There we go. This is a little different, you know? Not this music would, in the background. The music. You know, through mutual friends and everything like that. We met through mutual know, friends. When, when I met my wife, she was 17. So, you know, we had no really conversation and no really connection until, 
you know, she was of age and, you know, it's, people don't understand it. I'm sure and we I don't. got a lot of, of course, I got a lot of backlash for marrying someone that was 19. And, you know, when we did finally start to talk, I was like, this woman is like me. And she was just like, when I would talk to her, she just, for one, we had a spiritual connection. And I feel like that's the most important thing. We both love God. Mm. We both love Jehovah. And that was key. And being able to start being around her and talking to her and talking to like, we got it, we, we, we connected through music. And, you know, uh, her spirit, her kindness, her heart reminds me a lot of my me and my wife's situation Get is a little the fuck different. out of here. Sorry. And then he repeats. By the way, let me give you're context. Let me give Houston, context. When he claims they met at the age of 17, which, by the way, there are other reports that he actually met this woman at the age of 15. Um, but when she was 17, he was 36 years old. They jumped the broom and got married in 2018 when she was 19 and he was 38. Now... I have spoke about the difference in the age between me and my, my ex of being 17 years. Mm -hmm. um, I'm 32 years old. We've talked we about this at length. At it's, length. Got, it's got less to do However, with the amount yes. of years between y'all and more to do with where you are at in your life at the time and by of, the way, of conception. I ain't going to hold you. Any 36-year-old man who says he saw himself and had so much in common with a 17-year-old girl, or actually he waited until she was 18 to actually see this physical or spiritual connection that he liked to put. By you the way, saw it, you, saw it when, just, you saw it when she was underage. Otherwise, you wouldn't have spun the block. Bruh. You nasty ass you man. You nasty, nasty man. And so here's the thing to me. We talk about the idea of grooming, right? Yeah. He claims as well there was no contact between her being underage and then becoming of age. The idea that, and the way that you want all of us to play dumb, like you literally disappeared out this woman's life for over a year and only spun the block back when she was of age. It was nasty, nasty. I don't know even, even why if, he's even if, to talk even about if it. Even if that is the case. Right, it's nasty. Even if that is the case, the, 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 the mere afterthought that you would spin the block on somebody that's underage lets me know that she was looking that at her you were looking was... at her when she was underage it yeah. doesn't matter whether you consummated that or not you wouldn't have spun the block and at your big ass old ass fucking geriatric ass age you were not you were you didn't care whether or not she was that age mm. what mutual friend is going to introduce a 17 year old to you Without it, without it being predatory, I agree. What mutual? For, first of all, where, I agree. Where where are you at in your life? In your that the seventeen-year-olds are is a mutual like, friend. Thank you. I was thinking a the mutual, same thing. Who is this mutual friend? And he ain't give a name. And how now, old is that friend? Now, if you look into the the relationship, there are like different articles, and so all of this is alleged. But there are um, allegations that they met through mutual family members. Um, and worse. then of course, even worse. Chris Stokes was also brought into a potential mutual between the two, which even Chris, worse, which Chris Stokes has been allegedly accused of, um, molesting and assaulting. Yeah, he's been accused of allegedly of allegedly. He was, he was, he was not allegedly accused. He was accused, accused of allegedly doing many things, sexually to, abusing to Rasby and other members of B2K. And so to know that he even still has a platform to discuss this, it's weird. I, I get it in a lot of other countries. 
this is what's acceptable. However, in in now society where we talk about, of course, the sensitivity of things, but we've also been very aware of advantages that are taken from people who are in higher powers. Mm -hmm. We also have talked about the simple ideology of where our minds are at certain points in our life. Yes. And I am now only 32 years old. What I was doing at 16 and 17 years old, even with the older men, because we've talked about, yes, I entertain men 22, 23, in their 20s, well, while I was in high who school. Who still don't know shit that, at 22 still and 23. Don't. But this idea that a man who now is still older than me at the time he's meeting a 17-year-old, that to me, it's, it's gross, it's nasty. If you're listening to this podcast and you are a man well into your 30s and you find entertainment even in women who are under 21 years old, honestly. They probably Women, still live with their parents. They haven't, ladies. they haven't paid a goddamn bill but their cell phone in their life. Young ladies, it's who nasty. Are, young ladies who are under the age of 21. You want to speak to them? Yes. Because I just called out the nasty men. Speak to them. Young ladies who are 21 and younger, right? Mm. Nobody is going to be about you the way that you have to be about you at mm. that age. Any man who is not your father, mm. and even then, any man who is, a, who is above 30 years old, who is not a blood relative of yours that has helped take care of you in some capacity, does not have your best interest mm. as their number one priority. They have their own selfish needs and desires and interests as their number one priority. So whatever you, however mature you may be, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make this about. Well, she's just a kid, so she doesn't know. At 17 years old, you may very well have a good head on your shoulders. You may, you may have incredible discipline. You may have incredible emotional intelligence at 17. Nowadays especially with technology, with the access to information that we have, it is very feasible that at 17, 18 years old as a woman that you have a firm grip on who you are and who you intend to continue to be and show up as, as a grown woman in this world. It is not to discredit any of that, but it is really to warn you and, and help mm. shield you preemptively from some of these men who are emotionally stunted, who are intellectually stunted, who would fix their fucking audacious, bold mouths to say that they could relate to you at the age that you're at. They are, they are energetic vampires. They are youth vampires. And you have, and ultimately there is no incentive for you to, to seek refuge or partnership from somebody that's going to that's going to prey on you in that way. And manipulate you. So, and manipulate you. And I implore you, no matter how intelligent you are, no matter how advanced you are, these men are predators. And to me, their, their, their ability to manipulate situations, even if it's not manipulating you, their ability to manipulate situations yeah. is far more advanced than Hallelujah. anything that you have ever experienced Hallelujah. in your life. So please think twice. Hallelujah before allowing yourself to fall victim to, and you may not see it that way, but before you allow yourself to fall victim to, being exposed to entrapment in this, in this, to this degree, the way this young lady has been. Let the church say amen. 
And also, please be advised, and this is coming from a woman that loves God. You see how mm-hmm. I'm, you see I'm dressed Hallelujah. like you see I'm dressed like the pastor's like, wife today. And I, I'm looking this is, like this I is, ain't go to church yesterday. I was high watching this South is, Park. This is Resurrection <laughs> Monday, baby. That we are in the studio right now. So I'm letting it y'all is, know. I'm giving is. y'all Easter colors Hallelujah. right now. Any man that will that will that will hide behind a veil of God to justify and and potentially try to deem righteous his pursuit of you at that young, tender, vulnerable age is a fucking liar. And, and you a know what you gotta do to him? You need For those of you that to think make that sure God's music has gone too far. You, you stop on that nigga dick, okay? Stop on it, Stop on it, Stop on it! Run. Stomp on that nigga and run. Put them hands together and slap that nigga in his face. Do some things that's really got me down. It does. He don't and know look, shit, and he can't help you. That might be good, but it's because he's old, and he had a whole lot of practice, and he is savage. That's all he got. Oh, my God. Now, stop on that dick and keep it moving. Y'all, we're going to get out of Slightly Toxic and real amen. quick and let y'all know the things that we did not care about this week. While I would have loved and I had a whole breakdown, it is too late, and it is over-discussed. I will not talk about Angel Reese and LSU's win over Iowa. I want to shout out to Caitlin. I want to shout out to just women's... College sports. sports getting the recognition. They had 9.5 million viewers yes. for the championship game. And I just want to give a round of applause to LSU and their win. Yes. I want to give a whole big boo to Jill Biden, who we haven't even heard from since Joseph Robinette Biden became president. Ma'am, sit your ass down. Talking about we'll invite everyone to the White House. Nobody wants to go. And since then, Joe Biden has congratulated and apologized to Angel, Angel Reese. Reese. Um, LSU has also agreed to attend the White House. So all of this, we ain't going. We want to go to the Obamas. Still attending the White House is a big thing. So just so you know, there please, we go. Please there's, attend the White House. There's a, there's a summary, but we don't care to really dissect it here. No. Um, I also do not care about, because he was never canceled to me, him in his big-ass gap. I do not give a fuck about Daniel Caesar's apology um it, it the, the fact that it came four years later we've talked about the timing of I'm apologies not, i'm not mad at it coming four years later but it's, you should have you should have came, you right came before the album i was about to say bitch it's and all also you were not specific enough for me you defended that stupid ass white girl that Show got on did. multiple platforms and and tried to defame many black and, women and minimize black women so yep. fuck that girl still it's still fuck that girl who will not be named and yes this, this apology this apology needed to be a little bit more specific yeah Period. Yeah. You needed to apologize very specifically for how you shamed and and tried to mute the black female audience that has uplifted and supported you from the very fucking and I, beginning. And I love her to death, but I really wish even in this interview, Nadeska would have drilled a little bit more. I know that's not I her think, style. I think she did. I yeah. think she did exactly what she was Just supposed to, to do. Just to get him to talk. Period. I think on some I, shit that I, we're not accepting. I don't think 
I think whoever whoever media trained him for this interview did a great fucking job okay. because he danced around the topic very well and still, okay. and still said he felt bad because it was not his intention to hurt anybody. And I understand that, but it would be better received. It would have been better received when you were mid-album, when you when you didn't know how it was going to be fucking received by It would have been better received when you were right actually after, scared. While we now were all in the like, house. We were all in lockdown when you even went on your motherfucking IG Live and said this cap-ass bullshit. So it would have just been better if... Had you saw the backlash, you came and did another Instagram live, spoke to maybe a Van Lathan or somebody who could have checked your ass in front of everybody, and you issued that apology then and there. Four years later, amidst an album rollout, it doesn't seem genuine, and we talk about apologies feeling or being received as genuine. The apology has to be as loud as the disrespect, and an apology being rolled out during a rollout of an album, sitting with Nadeska. Just doesn't. And she's great. It, so no, I, no, she's amazing. Shout out to Nadeska. But it doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel like it's. It feels like your team said we're rolling out this album, baby. You, you gotta clear up. This. You gotta clear you up some of the shit this. you said a couple years ago. But nothing. Uh, but nothing that he said was cleared up. No, the it apology, wasn't. I the agree. apology was for just speaking out of turn and apologizing to people that he hurt. So it's giving fuck your apology, motherfucker. And this last one. Oh yes, baby. We're taking it there. Um, what I do not give a fuck about and mm. what I have will have very a, a little bit to say um, is Complex's hip hop media power ranking. Um, I, by the way, for any of those who chose to tag and at see the thing is about this, I have been in the podcast space for going on eight years with a niche sex positive podcast and I've been doing See The Thing Is for two and a half years where we have spoken to not only hip hop artists but R&B, Afrobeats, this is a music pod and so did I expect to see my face or either of ours on this ranking? No, I did not. However, when we get into where they did place certain people on this list and, and what it being, so it's hip hop media power ranking. I want to just get into, we'll start with the people who were left out of the top 10, which I do not believe needed to be. So Ebro was at number 13. Dumb. Angie Martinez at number 12. Also dumb. Jason Lee at number 11. I wanted to go specifically into top 10. You have Math Hoffa at number 10, which to me, I don't know if they're looking at numbers. Okay, YouTube, I get it. IG following. He has his most memorable moments were a Method Man interview, Fat Joe, 21 Savage. Got it. Then you have DJ Vlad. Um, which yes, I get it. Mm -hmm. At number nine, number that. eight being Elliot Wilson. I think that eight. That is very high. Uh Elliot is a good friend of mine, but not only that, he is someone who I traveled eight. to. Um, in terms of podcasting, when I first met Elliot, he was doing Crown Series eight. live. He is number eight. Um, mind Ugh. you, Rap Radar podcast that he has with B Dot is still very current. Um, and he is someone one of the only people on this list who has been able to sit with not only Jay-Z, but Drake mm -hmm. and get really thought-provoking thought viral interviews from who are, that. Who are two of the biggest artists now, in here, the last 20 years. Now, here, the only woman in the top 10, and y'all, I'd like to say that I am here for all women. When I look at this list, I have a huge issue with Carisha being at number seven. She could have been, if it's a list of 25, Carisha could have been at number 25. No, and no, I, no. Oh, I wouldn't on. have said that high No, up. that's fine. I only say it because if we're talking about hip hop and the media ranking, her Carisha Please platform, which is, if we're talking media, 
We are only talking Carisha Please. Carisha Please is a 10-episode series. I'm not even going to say a podcast because, yes, the audio was dropped on the DSPs, but it was a YouTube show on Revolt of 10 episodes, one of which featured the man that she's been linked to over the last few years. And literally had and every single the network, person in media on, saying and, real bad and, and, for months. And owns the network. And then a, a, a myriad of her other episodes featured Saucy Santana, featured her uh, dynamic duo of JT, featured Lotto, featured Sweetie. her friends in the industry. Mind you, she sat there with cue cards. And so I'm, I'm upset that she was ranked at number seven. Number six was Kai Sanat. Did I say that right? Kai Sanat from Twitch. So Kai Sanat from Twitch. Yeah. I'm yes, unfamiliar right. with him. I want to ask our team here of Young Bucks. Kai Sanat being number six. Who, how, who is he? Does he interview? He on, does have 3.5 million YouTube views, 4.8 yeah. on Twitch. My problem is. I just, I want to know who he interviews. I know of him most famously to have gone viral with his sit down with Blueface. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, is that the one where Krishan like ruins the whole yes, studio? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Well, no, that you're thinking of actually when she ruined the studio, you're thinking of when she was on No Jumper. But this oh, one, she no, was on a this Twitch. Was, no, I, I remember it was a oh, Twitch. Yeah, she put a hole in a, his wall. She put or a or hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah she, 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 yeah. That, so, that's, so Kasta not being a number six, you cool with this? This, this makes sense. Uh, personally, me, I'm not. Um, I don't think I understand why for the purposes of the people that created that reach. list. Okay. Yeah, that's what, exactly. It's the reach. It's 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 a reach. reach. It's a reach. But um, yeah, he's got that reach that he can reach that okay. that, you know? that amount of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's kind of. That. By the way, it's, it does say his most memorable moments, which makes it even crazier that we're talking about media right now, is that he facetimes Drake. Mm. <laughs> uh, also, Kai and Lil Baby. Um, also, uh, G Herbo Pregnancy Simulator. Um, is these are his most uh, memorable moments. Okay. So FaceTiming and putting a pregnancy simulator on somebody, I don't think warrants number six out of 25, but okay. Nori got number five, which makes sense, I'm not going to lie, through his uh, yeah. featured drink champ. Absolutely. Number four, Gillian Wallow. I love Gillian yep. Wallow. I, I like what they too. do. Charlemagne should not be number three, but Charlemagne is number three, mm. followed number two, DJ Academics, number one, Joe. Um... I'm not going to lie. I think the whole top 10 is jumbled. I think that there are people like an Angie Martinez who should have been. Angie, Angie and Ebro both should have been in top 10. In, in top 10. I also think that Charlemagne, um, and again, not only being signed to Black Effect, but seeing what he's been able to transcend in terms of The Breakfast Club, having a podcast, Brilliant Idiots, that gets a quarter million a week, and then also working with Comedy Central with TV. He has a book publishing thing. He's worked with HBO. Like, to me... His reach is great. I I would put him before Ak, um, but I do know where hip hop is concerned. Yes, in terms of hip hop, I would agree. However, Ak, I get reaches the reach. The, yeah, it's, it's the, the reach. reach. It's the reach. Twitch, Twitch is a platform which, that which I get. Unfortunately, is, which unfortunately that is the criteria for this list. This criteria for this list has to do with insights and reach, not quality, not integrity, ah, uh, but reach. You're right. Right. You're right. I mean, we can say what we want about Joe. He was he was mentioned on Abbott Elementary by, by oh yeah by no, a which kid. I get that. Do you know I what get I'm saying? That. At the end of the day, this list really has to do with influence, and influence and is reach. That's why I say Carisha. Unfortunately, for, I don't think she uh, from a media standpoint, from a media standpoint, the th amount of things that have come out of her mouth 
for social media. We have we have literally brands and and major fashion publications, You're major saying, industry publications. Point, her influence. What I'm saying yeah, is the criteria this for this says, list. No, the criteria is. Hip hop media. No, no, media. no. That's the title. That's not the criteria. No, but the, okay, but that's literally what it's based off of. So to me, it's to not, go though. into where someone stands in fashion, it's based on influence. No, it's literally, but it's literally that's the saying, criteria for the list. But though. to me, when you bring in hip hop, when you bring in influence on social media, that takes it away from hip hop media. And to me, hip hop media is actually sitting with people, having I get the reach, but still within a certain demographic. When you go. When you go into memes and you go into um, influence because of social media, that takes it away from the music. And it takes it away from the media aspect of one-on-one. Okay. -on -one. So the reason this is jarbled is because Carisha is a hip-hop artist. So she's going to fall under a hip-hop category no matter what because she's a hip-hop artist. Her being in the top 10 only signifies that her reach, whether she has a podcast or not, in this space, so, her um, reach and influence has to do with the fact that she can say something on the platform, on her platform, and it go viral right. for months on end, and it crosses. That's that's the only reason I use that example of fashion publications. We're looking at at at, at publications like Variety and Hollywood Reporter, who are literally using real bad and um my man, my man, my man, my man. Well, like I, all I, of those I, things. I wanted, to, I wanted to include too. They were ranked based on a scoring method yeah, I was of five categories. Oh yeah, let's yeah. instead five of us categories. just throwing yeah. spaghetti at the wall. And what are the five categories? The number one was commentary and banter. Yes, that's social number media. Two, yes, there's five. Number two is star power of guests. Number three is consistency, which to me would completely remove her from a top ten. She had ten episodes. So to me, consistency immediately in it wasn't dropped weekly. It was dropped dropped once. Then it's not three just weeks for later, show though. No, but this this is what it is. It's not we just for show. Okay, but still consistency. She doesn't have consistency online. Number four, viral moments. I get that. And then five, integrity of content. Oh, my well, point. Well, the integrity of content should not be on that list. She had cue cards. <laughs> So even the I way mean, that we said that she... I mean, she, Ak, and Ak is cursing women but, but my now. Point, so I just... So the integrity even, of but, content but, shouldn't but be taken she, off she, the list. She struggled in even following up questions because if it was on the cue card, that's what it was. So when I'm looking at consistency and integrity of content not being it's not, not being a part know, of her but brand but it's not just a part it's not just about the actual podcast man no and i get that i i'm not even talking about just the podcast you are though because you're well, only well, bringing no, up cue cards but even if i but outside of the cue cards her consistency online is not there yes it is her not, commentary not, on her twitter Okay, she goes I back disagree. and forth with every. She's JT goes back, back and, and forth, forth with, with everybody on Twitter about JT. Puff. Okay, she showed up with the Go Poppy sign. She, all of her real bad shit, real real ass bitch, give a fuck about it. That still well, that's a gets. Song. She's a hip hop artist. This is hip hop media. Social okay. media counts. Banter counts. Her sayings have literally gone viral several times. She has more viral sayings than anybody else on that list. So she is a viable candidate to be in the top 10. Do I think that she should, do I think it would be better suited considering it's a, it is a media commentary category? Do I think she could swap with Angie Martinez? Absolutely. For placement? Maybe not. But if we're based on those categories, those categories aren't just based on the podcast. Those categories are based on her overall brand and overall presence. If you watch, and shout out to Carl Sherry, 
from Spotify. If you watch the documentary, the hip hop documentary on City Girls on Hulu, it it identifies it so incredibly well. The Rap Caviar documentary that's out right now, it identifies their reach so well around how they have completely shifted and turned hip hop for women on 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 its ass, on their ass. And so in terms of reach, I'm gonna she's, watch that because I feel it. like Trina did that, but I'll have to watch that because I. Well, did. yes, but Trina hasn't released anything in twenty almost twenty yeah, years. Yeah, but this, they're, they're the blueprint of Trina. So Absolutely. To give that credit to City Girls being bitches from Miami and being a bitch from what Florida. I'm, what I'm saying is, I Trina, wanna, I, I'm just saying I would want I want to watch the documentary. Yeah, because I disagree with that whole statement. So if Rap Caviar is out there putting out fallacies. That it's City not Girls a, it's turned not a, it. It's not a fallacy. Trina's, I believe Trina's, Trina's included in the documentary. So but that's it's what I'm not saying. A I wouldn't credit then City Girls for that. In terms of the last ten years, Mandy, City, no, no other female artists in the last ten years that have released current music have talked about fuck these men. We about to get our own fucking money. Cardi and B our own way. absolutely has. The City Girls created a space to do that in a diff- taking men's money. Cardi B was talking wasn't specifying. The scamming and all that shit. City girls, watch the documentary. Just watch the documentary. It'll change. It'll it'll add. It won't change your perspective. It'll add a little more information to it. It's not. We can't have the who did it first argument. We're only talking about the last ten years of a generation of hip hop. City girls have 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 literally created an entire separate lane for the new girls to come in and do it. Should Trina do it first? Sure. Little Kim also did it first, but Nicki Minaj made it fucking clear that a lot of these women who could fucking rap and be pretty could still do it in this in the capacity and the bandwidth that she's done it with the men. And City Girls have done this for the last 10 years for women. So in this list, I mean, at the end of the day, integrity of content needs to be taken off that list because we can we could go down that list of top 10 and there's maybe five people in that top 10 who have integrity of content. Valid. The rest of it is trash. Yeah. However, what I will say is I don't I don't give a fuck enough about these lists, about being placed on these lists, because again, the criteria has more to do with how you go viral. We talk about this all the time about the recognition and the accolades that we get around this. More the more villainous you are in this space, the more clickbaity you are, the more the more uh, um willing you are to to sacrifice any dignity for the sake of clicks and views, the more viral you will go, the more popular you will be. It's not based on how well liked you are, it's based on how seen and how heard you are. And at the end of the day, for me, that's not that's not that's not quality qualifications anyway. That's not a prerequisite or criteria that I'm interested in ever meeting with this platform with you, because I think at the end of the day, the numbers, the numbers speak volumes. But also how you present yourself in a public space also speaks volumes. And there's more people in my mind who I give a fuck about whose respect I have that may or may not even may, may or may not ever be mentioned on that list. And no, so I agree for some of these lists, I I, I commend the people that. Are like us who, who are not phased by a lot of the lists. I congratulate yeah, the people I don't care, that give I'm a out fuck here about selling it. Out tours, you know what I'm saying? Shows. Like at this point, My, it's like I don't care about these lists. These lists are fine if if that's if it means something to you and right. you feel like if this is empowering to you, then by all means. But I, I just, also don't buy. Yeah. I'm not buying into the if you're not on it, then you don't count type of attitude. Yeah. That's and, bullshit. So, and to subjectively, me. Um, again, it's someone's opinion. Um, I do think it's about that time before we get out of here. It is about that time for a freshly squeezed, yeah, yeah, baby. Oh and yes. Someone, a song that I didn't care about that I did just want to play <laughs> real quick because he just decided to. 
use a Kim K sample and I don't know. I don't know. Um, but also I feel like I can't talk much about Drake anymore since I'm outside partying with him and his team knows who the fuck I am and how I be talking shit. Shout out to Drake! Champagne Poppy! Um, this is Search and Rescue, which they're actually saying is allegedly a response to SZA Seek and Destroy. Um, he got the clearance to use Kim K's voice talking about her divorce with uh, Kanye. Interestingly enough, I prefer this song so much more mm. than the dance shit. This is the Drake I want to hear. Um, I think it's one of those that'll get, it'll catch on. It takes a while for this shit to catch on. And I think we going to all be in the clubs this thing, all on the clubs this summer. Yes. Like, I need someone I mean, I'm, I'm already me. seeing uh, the caption. I'm already seeing people's IG posts with the caption. So, yes. So, I call Cap if you don't <laughs> think that that was a good song. Yes. Um, I did want to go ahead and play my song for the week. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you haven't yet, of course, please listen to Black's album. That is now out. Um, what else have I been listening to over the last week? Definitely that album, Fatal Attraction, is what I played uh, two weeks ago, and it's still... Heavily in rotation. Um, hold on before. I like to give y'all what I done downloaded recently. Um, of course, uh, Chloe's, which I know you're going to talk about. Yeah. And Scarlet. Y'all, shout out to Najee from Cigar Talk. He uh, recently played a, a record from her that I'm obsessed with. Oh. And I will probably play it next week as an intro. If y'all haven't yet, she talks about how uh, I'm from New York, so don't expect no good morning text messages. And I just love it. It's very hard. It's very raw. It's very deep voice mm. rasp. And I love this for us. Um, but the song that I'm actually going to play, one moment, let me get my notes. Here we go, um, is from... And I'll actually, before I start talking, it, it takes a while to get into it. Um, it's a single um, that recently dropped from Rod Wave. And mm. y'all know my best friend, anytime I go to Atlanta. Yes. Plays Rod Wave. He's amazing. And what, what I also really like about Rod Wave is it's giving hip hop, it's giving emo. And if you listen really hard, it kind of gives subtleties it's, of fucking country. It is. I it's, love it though. Oh my God. No, I love it. it I love really it. I gives, love it. I don't know if that's a good explanation of it, but it's. Hip hop, emo, country, and I like it. So this is Fight the Feeling by Rod Wave, and I hope that you guys enjoy this record. Come on, vocals. Okay, women, I just get so good at hiding your feelings. Patching up your pain, taking shots in the bar. Know exactly how you feel, I know what's in your heart. Young nigga came a long way with so many scars. Finally found a brighter day for being lost. Good dog. Good dog. What I realized, too, and in, in even how I'm enjoying hip-hop lately um, and who I really listen to, someone who goes in and out of all of these cadences with their voice, which I've played yeah. on this on this 
pod so many times is Kevin Gates. Yeah. And he reminds he me reminds of, me of Kevin Gates like Kevin Gates going from yeah. the melodies to just this really hard, ah, 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 to then the melody again. Like, I, it just takes me on this emotional roller coaster of just feelings when I listen to it and it just makes me feel all these good things. So that was Rod Wave, yeah. Fight the Feeling. Um, and that was my pick for this week. Oh yeah, well my pick for this week. Talk girl, to me, girl. Because I was on, I was on vacation, so I needed vacation vibes. Um, so Katrinata and Amina yes. got together, and they're <laughs> they're doing, I believe they're doing a project. Um, and they they blended their names, and so now they're uh Katrinine, Katrinine, <laughs> Katrinine, which is Katrinata and Amina, and they put out a record featuring Pharrell called Forever. And it's a good club vibe. You are vibe. so it's ready for the summer. Vibe. Oh my oh, god! This is giving me everyday people vibes, honey. This is all I needed. Roll the windows down as you drive out of your out of your job. Mm. Forever. Yeah. Walk up in this bitch like stop, I say. She over here talking about Nabule. Hey, I knew it was coming out today. I'm looking for a cutie, someone who won't betray. Yeah, and my love goes deep. If I say I love you, then this shit is what I mean. I see you getting wetter through your jock moose jeans. My forever is forever, can't let nothing come between. Diamonds in my ear, put your wifey in the trance. After we kick it, I'ma turn into a fan. Can't respect a nigga, that's something he man. I'm loyal to my niggas and I'm loyal to my fam. Y'all switching sides like Stacey Dash. Pride is a cost, I could price the tag. For 45 minutes, I'ma get the bag. Finna be there for my sons, like my name's Steven Nash. Old Booker, this a light cooker. My bitch fine, yes sir, she'll look up. It's Katrina, we don't need no DJ. Not a place for a face we done seen like CSA. Mm. Okay. Sing Pharrell. forever. I like this. It's giving drugs. I'm here for it. It's festival season now. It's definitely giving um, festival season. It yes. is. It is. It is. Yes. Well, we'll get out to um, Chloe. Chloe. Y'all, Chloe's project, yes. In Pieces, is now out. Yes. Um, the numbers for her pro- first project have not been no, that great. No, they great. And to be honest, I, I saw Blue actually sent me this thread that I thought was very um, insightful. Okay. Because... Almost everybody that I that I speak to that I follow is on the same page about wanting to see Chloe win. Yes. Um, but I think the disconnect has officially been kind of cemented in that there was not a lot of a, there was not a lot of of music released between her growth as an artist when she was with her sister and the music that they created then, okay. and the music that she released that she's releasing as a solo artist. And I think the the but their audience, whole last album was about. It was something unholy. Yeah. So it was it very was, that that was yes, the bridge was, between that and her solo now. Yes, but it was still very it was still a little bit more intellectually sound or a okay. little bit more emotional. It came across, I won't say okay. well, it came across more emotionally mature. So the audience that was roped in with that was a little bit more emotionally mature. So then going as a solo artist and, fuck and nigga, transcending. Fuck nigga, fuck nigga. Yeah. And going and, and talk about you going to cheat back and do all this other toxic shit. And having it with future, I'm not gonna lie, it sounds like what the girls want. So well, I'm actually well, confused the, why the they're girls, not liking it. Because the because we don't believe it from her. And I mm. and I think that's an intro that was an interesting take, right? And I it was a thread on Twitter. Um and it's I I I don't the person who posted it also said that it wasn't their thread so I'm not okay. really sure who the originator the original author is um so I apologize for that um and if you know them please be sure to tag them but it was a very thoughtful thread around the fact that ultimately the audience that that was so invested in Chloe in the very beginning 
feels a little bit abandoned because the emotional journey that they were that that they were taken on with when they were Chloe and Hallie together, they feel a little bit abandoned because the the next step in that journey they didn't necessarily see it going to a place of well now we about to cheat back fuck these niggas and so because of all of that, mm. um, I think that's a very different. It's, it, they're just not they're not really sure how to take it and the toxic the toxic girls that are here for the toxic shit. They don't believe it from Chloe, so they're not—they're not necessarily buying into it because they're kind of like, "Sis, this ain't you. You doing this because it's popular," which is which is shitty. Because I think even if it is genuine to her, which I believe some of it probably is, even if it is genuine to her, it's hard to because we've because so many people have followed the journey. It's hard to accept that everybody can't go right. right? And so as an artist, it's like, well, it's it's hopefully what I'm praying is that. People will continue to to love on her and invest in her enough while she's still discovering herself and figuring out what she, you know, whatever, whatever this phase is, if it doesn't work for people, I hope that the fans that don't necessarily buy into this this phase and elements of of her artistry will still stay tuned in with her as an artist. I like her. And don't abandon her because I think she's I think she's she is this is a phase for her. She's your early 20s. Think about how many, think about how quickly you were going through phases and yeah. thoughts and feelings and I think as especially as fans of artists that were so used to everything being overstimulated all the time, we got to grant her a little bit of grace to move. And I think this project actually was very, was was very thoughtful and well put together. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I like wanted it. to leave out to make it easy because I think it speaks to probably where she's at, where it looks like it, it might look like it's easy break. that she's, you I know, going through all these motions as, as this incredibly strong, down. confident, very talented, very self-aware young woman. But there are still moments where she might trip a little bit and it might she might get tripped up in her own self and that's normal and it's human. Um, and so this was a record that really stuck out to me. So shout out to Chloe. We love you. This is a Chloe Stan podcast. Y'all, you sure know the vibes. Is. Um, and so, yeah, this is this is Girl, make it easy. I'm listening to her pictures, y'all. <laughs> so if y'all see me, mind your business. Um, anyways, guys, Chloe. thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all, we bike. Yes. We are bike. We have a very special episode this Friday. Yeah. Coming with one of our friends with benefits, a freshly squeezed episode from our time down in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Really excited for you guys to hear Friday's episode. Please tune in. It's amazing. But y'all, thank y'all for rocking with us. If you want more bonus content, join us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash see the thing is pod. Y'all, thank y'all for tuning in. And we hope that y'all are happy to have us back because y'all, we just gave you and a two-hour fucking y'all. episode. We really God fucking damn. missed y'all. We back, baby. We said we was going to be gone an hour ago. We Bye, did. y'all. See you Friday. We out of here. Sorry we tricked you guys, engineers <laughs> in there. Y'all thought. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.